I have tea. I have lemon ginger tea, and with lemon and honey in it. I've been started to add honey to my tea. Oh, that's um, good. And it's turning out really. It's making my um, because I have my black tea, which I put half and half and a bunch of um, um sugar into mm-hmm. and that turns out great it's just like strong black tea but cut with a ton of milk and sugar and cream uh, i have it. tea i uh-huh. have lemon ginger tea and they're with lemon and honey in it i've been started to add honey to my tea oh that's um, good and it's turning out really it's making my um because i have my black tea which i put half and half and a bunch of um um sugar into mm-hmm. and that turns out great it's just like strong black tea but cut with a ton of milk and sugar and cream um and then i have my herbal teas which are like just a little bit of lemon and honey and i like to and i'm glad that the the honey is helping the herbal teas catch up in deliciousness to the dessert black tea and also and also honey in anything gonna be a nice throat coat for when you're gonna be yeah. sitting here talking <laughs> for five hours so i know yeah yeah Hey everybody! Welcome to 2022, and welcome to Soxcast episode 149. This might be the calmest Wait. and most and, and most peaceful I've ever delivered that intro. Excellent. We just we just got that done with everything energy. Yeah, yeah. Who needs energy? All you need here, you don't need energy here. All you need is vibes. That's all you need. We are bringing, this is the new season two of the Sox cast, mm-hmm. and we're bringing purely, and we're pivoting to ASMR. Oh, yeah. It's a little late. We're a little past the whole ASMR thing being like a huge deal, mm-hmm. but I feel, but we're, we're, we're never, that's why we do our, our game, Game of the Year podcasts with whatever games we play. We aren't um, beholden to the current zeitgeists. We will do whatever the fuck we want always exactly. so that's why we're peacefully doing our asmr podcast right yeah like yeah i don't know where any of this is going sounds like a great that's way to fine. start it's a great way to start uh, a new year in podcasting though couldn't be happier to have everybody with us i hope the holidays treated y'all well uh but it's time to get back to business and being the only podcast on the internet it's 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 on our shoulders to, to be the ones to bring you your bi-weekly dose of good entertainment and good taste in media. And that is exactly what we are here to do. To my immediate virtual right, strap on your boost. It's all uphill from here. It's Rhett. Hey, what's up, guys? It's R-H-A-T-E Rhett. Oh, my God. <laughs> what up, gamers? <laughs> Oh, wait. oh, I'm sorry. Are we doing the ASMR one instead? I forgot. It's oh, okay. sorry. We changed it the last minute. Yeah, we Fuck. really kind of made a whole platform change. I really change. goofed at you guys. Yeah, it's I, okay. I know. Look, we, talk, we talked about this in the shareholder meeting. We said that the <laughs> ASMR audience was great, better, was bigger than the um, radio DJ gamer audience. Yeah. It's the, the, the crossover audience of people that are really into like those big radio DJs and also yeah. gamers. <laughs> Gamers. What's up, gamers? So many gamers in the yeah. audience. Can't believe it. I Red. mean, that makes sense because we're the only podcast about video games. We are. That's we're true. the only podcast that features video games. And thanks to some shenanigans that I was able to pull legally over the course of the break, we are now officially the only podcast allowed to talk about video games. So even if somebody were to hypothetically start a podcast at some point in time later, it can't <laughs> be about video games. It can't have video games on it. 
I got the trademark. You got to come through Excellent. me first. Nice. You bitches don't know about my litigation. I'll just put it that way. My litigating <laughs> skills. Bitches don't know about my litigation. Bitches do not know. Women fear it and fish want to be it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Rhett, how'd the holidays treat you? Good. I feel like I'm, well, it's been an interesting time for everyone, it feels. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Slightly what? unprecedented, even. Slightly, yeah. We continue to live in unprecedented times. Yep. That's going to be a... Did you know it's been a year since the pandemic started? I... Rhett. Rhett. Did you know it's been two? I mean, it's 2020, right? (laughs) (sighs) New new year, new decade. I think that we we keep trying to laugh about this, but when I hear the sound... (laughs) But when I hear the sounds that we make, it's literally just I can hear myself dying in real time. I mean, that is the podcast. Yeah. Dying in real time. We literally sit here and die three hours at a time. When you think about it, man, we're just getting deep and philosophical now. But Rhett, you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. You're ready hope to. Hope I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well. I guess that's all I can really say at this point, right? It's hard to say glad you're doing well these days because God, you don't even know anymore. You don't know Every what's going on inside somebody. You, you don't know what's going inside somebody's brain piece. You don't know what's going on in there. So I hope you're okay. <laughs> oh man, if I need a virtual left, I'll never forgive him. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. I'm here to talk about video games. I'm excited. I played a bunch of them. It's a good thing the, because it's we haven't podcasted in a while. So we, I, oh and I, yeah, we've and not I did had the thing. a regular podcast yeah. since like November 29th. So mm-hmm. we've had a lot of a, a lot of chance and a lot of time to to, to do things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about them. It's one of those things where it's just like, is this an episode where maybe we should have started an hour early? Is that what this is going to be? Are we going to be here at 10 o'clock? Is that what's happening here? We'll find out. Oh, boy. <laughs> but the more I sit here and dilly-dally, like the more yeah. the odds of that happening just shoot through the roof. So, Rhett. Hi. Do you want to get 2022 started off on a good note for us? Sure. All um, right. So, like you said, it's been over a month since we podcasted. Yeah, it we skipped, has. I mean, besides, besides Game of the Year, where you know, we hash out the best of the last year. Yeah. But as far as, like, bringing new stuff to the table, we ain't it's been since while. late November. Yeah. So I had a little holiday break, and I played a lot of games. I actually played some games during that time. I was shocked that this happened. I didn't know that you knew how to do I this just, anymore. I, I found a way, and that way is not having work, so I have more than, like, four hours of free time a night, and I banged <laughs> through some short little games. That's conducive. Like, like, yeah, like, having free time is conducive to being yeah, able to play it, video games. Yeah, it really is. Wild, isn't it? God, the, the first night back to work was, like, wild, because I was like, okay, time to play, or, like, time to finish this anime, then start a new anime, and then play three games, and then I was, like, Wait at 4 a.m., I'm like, oh... Oh, that uh, that's not all happening. Wow, like it's suddenly... You have time for, like, have time for two things, silly. The, the, the clock is against me right now. Yep. So, so you what I'm here to say uh, is, I, is I played a bunch of games, and they were all fine. Oh. I'm here to talk about the best of the best. Okay, okay. I'm talking about the art that moves your soul. Let's do it. 
So I'm starting off with my number one piece of media consumed in the last month or so. Oh, fuck yeah. And that is the Review Starlight yeah. movie. I knew this yes. was coming. Yes. Peel it off. Let's go. God, I, I just don't just even... Jump from video games right back into where you feel it. Drag, put in those, those comfy socks on the anime. <laughs> um, so Review Starlight is a series I watched, and I had to check my Twitter feed for this. In May 2020, which was which basically like, means which was like two months ago, basically two right, months cool. or an infinity ago, right? And I so that was a show that kind of got floated on my timeline a lot because I follow a lot of Symphogear fans. Where I, hey, yeah, I kind of figured that's where this was coming from. This is a show mm -hmm. that kind of went under people's radar. It's got a lot of singing and fighting in it, mm -hmm. and I watched the show and I was. Like, it's fine. It just didn't quite ever land for me. Mm. So the other week, end of the year, like, so there was a movie announced in, like, 2019. The series was 2018. The movie was announced in, like, 2019. And then some stuff happened. You know, it probably got pushed back, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> due to Can't imagine why. Due to, due to the ongoing situation. Uh, so it came out in Japan in, like, summer 2021, and then the Blu-ray came out for, like, Christmas 2021, mm. and then was immediately subtitled for everybody else to watch. Nice. So real late year, end of the year contender. So I saw someone mention on Twitter, hey, the, the movie's out, let's go! <laughs> so I was like, this is probably going to be blasted on my timeline immediately, so I'm going to watch this movie. And I have no, like, real expectations going in because mm -hmm. it's it's the sequel to a series that I was kind of okay on. with cool on yeah yeah but I I did want to believe in the movie cuz I'd seen a few of the trailers and went that looks wild what the hell mm -hmm. and even the movie itself I went through like an arc with it where it's like the first half is very slow and mm -hmm. very confusing <laughs> and part of that is just me not being fully like remembering the series entirely where it's like hey here's all these characters are back and you know the timeline is advanced it's the end of their third year now and stuff is happening and i had a thought at one point where it's like i know why i don't like this series and it's because all they do is talk in metaphors oh, <laughs> where it's like no that kind of writing Oh, it's very, yeah. Wait, 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 Polly, wait, wait, what are we talking about? Uh, that shit's great. I literally was looking at my Steam reviews today because somebody gave me an award for one. And, oh, no. I, and I bumped into my We Know the Devil review, and it's literally That's exactly just, where my why nobody talks like this? So, yeah. Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, and I think I... So the second half of the movie just... It just goes really hard. So it basically <laughs> turns into big dumb anime at some point is what I'm assuming you're trying to say. It's still very open to interpretation and kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. And there's just a shitload of like, here's what this symbol means, here's what this means, here's what the Tokyo Tower falling over means, blah blah blah. Just mm -hmm. layers of metaphors and imagery and it's just it washes over you. Right. Uh, so I kind of feel like 
me and the series definitely found a way to meet in the middle there where it's like, okay, but the action and like the stuff you're watching is still extremely, extremely cool. Give me singing and punching and we can compromise on this yeah, weird basically. flowery talk. Okay. <laughs> basically. I feel like it definitely kind of made me understand what my problem with that series was where it's like anime tends to be nonsense mm -hmm. from like a literal perspective mm -hmm. where it's like a show with like Simpho gear will just have like Hibiki flies to space and punches the moon and that's a thing that literally happens yeah. mm -hmm. and you don't question it or like Goku screams really loud his hair changes color and he shoots lasers from his hand it's on the nose that's you know what it means that's a thing that literally happens. Yeah. Review Starlight is like all these fantasy scenes that aren't meant to be taken literally. They're all like metaphors for characters' emotions. Oh, God, that would just grate on my nerves, I think. And it's everything is like that. Every single piece of this piece of media is like that. That would drive me nuts. Because that's the thing is like it's a story about high school girls. Mm -hmm. they aren't actually, like, dueling each other underneath the school in this fucking underground fight oh, ring. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. But it can be hard to... No, see, I, I do think Polly would probably not like this series. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm it's on also hard to be, Red. Keep talking. And it's hard to, like, process it when it's, like, because what actually happens in this series is actually more low-key than stuff like Simple Gear or, like, Dragon Ball, the fact that you're also not supposed to take it as super literally has that disconnect mm -hmm. where it's like like the movie could probably be actually done as like or arguments between girlfriends but it's just way more fun when those those take the f sword the form of anime sword fights mm -hmm. and it's like characters clashing with their emotions and their positions instead of just yelling at each other right so the second half of the movie is just it's five reviews in a row and those are like the big musical set pieces mm -hmm. one just gets bigger and bigger than the last and it's like so it just it is an assault on the senses <laughs> for a little over an hour of a two hour movie <laughs> it just goes so fucking big and hard so it just I'm just completely exhausted by the end of the movie and it's so like this the series is also very much about theater like they're all students in a theater class Mm -hmm. So the movie, of course, is like all the reviews are extremely theatrical and like hitting poses, you know, hitting their lines, the music being all syncopated to the cor the action on screen. It's very dramatic where it's like it's less about action than it is just being a drama. Right. Really. Mm -hmm. uh, so I finished the and like in general, I don't like movies as a medium that much so to be so blown away by this thing and just like mm. i think movies they have a different pacing than television shows yeah because like, one is seven hours long and the other is a 90 <laughs> minutes <laughs> but on the flip side an anime episode when it's only 20 you know 23 minutes they gotta they gotta move they gotta be paced you know in a certain way mm. so it's like anime is interesting because it has the short in the short term and, you know, the long game of having 12 or 13 episodes at, like, the minimum. Right. Whereas a movie, it's the length they want, but it's also usually between 90 and three hours. Mm -hmm. So I finished the movie, was completely blown away, and I just kind of casually was like, 
yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 on my anime list. And like, I don't give 10s that often. (laughs) This is like the, this is like the first one since Symphogear. So that's, you know, about two years. Like Love Live Sunshine, I bumped up to a nine and that was my anime of the year. Uh, So I went back and did the obvious thing of rewatching the series because I was like, am I missing something here? Because holy, holy goddamn that movie, huh? Yeah. And I was going to watch the series with a uh, commentary track that one of my favorite VTubers, Rene, just did. Oh, yeah. And like 10 seconds in, I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is a series where you're reading dialogue, watching the show, (laughs) reading song lyrics all at the same time. It's one of those real Assault on the Senses series. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot handle someone also talking over that. Oh, that would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to do a proper reanalysis of this. I don't mm-hmm. want a super fan talking over the whole thing. Yeah. I will probably watch that some, at some point and just focus mostly on her mm-hmm. because I just have now rewatched the series. But as like, as a revisit, it was like, oh, this is so obviously the wrong move. Yeah. Uh, so the series, I came out of it better than I did previously. I still don't actually love it, though. Mm. <laughs> Where I th- just think there's a disconnect between... I don't know, like, the pacing just feels kind of weird. There's nine characters in, like, a 12-episode show, so, like, half of them kind of get really, really shortchanged. Like, Mm -hmm. they get one episode, and then they don't do anything the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. One of the fights, like, right towards the start has, like, to me, the completely wrong pacing in the fight versus how fast tempo the song is. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, really high-energy music playing while the characters are, like in a sniper match, which is like slow and, you know, kind of more methodical. It's like, Oh, this one, Mm -hmm. like the action is not fitting the music at all. What the hell's going on? And that, but like that's episode two and it gets better after that, Mm -hmm. but it kind of stumbled right at the start. And that was not great. Uh, the back half of the show is still really good, but I think my main problem is that I, this is one of the things I wrote about two years ago is that I really don't like the main characters that much. Oh, that, can be that's, that's instant poison for like almost oh, any crippling. property it's so crippling so here's the thing about the main characters that i don't like is that they made a promise to each other when they were five years old oh no and that's their entire motivation the entire show oh it's so, <laughs> so it, bad it's you just have to accept it or the show breaks for you. And yeah. it totally broke for me the first time. Yeah, that would just completely like, come on. <laughs> and then even doing the whole like reading the song lyrics thing, like while they're fighting and every single t- almost every single time it's like character they're fighting, you know, is laying out their position. And then the lyrics from the main characters comes in. But I made a promise oh. to my friend. And I'm just like, <laughs> like every time. Stop. With the promise, the promise. And I'm just like, oh, like, okay, so this is why you'll beat this character is because you made a promise. Here's why you'll beat this character because you made a promise. So it's just, it's just so intensely hammered in, even the climax of the entire show. Oh, jeez. So this, the movie moving on from that may be my favorite part. Because <laughs> like, is such it's, a weird, it sounds so lopsided to me in terms of just like a media experience. I mean, it's like from a director who has worked with Ikuhara and is like 
very obviously trying to make his own Utena. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> like that is that is like the underlined uh, inspiration for this whole thing. Oh, clearly, okay. that makes okay. Like as soon as you said, as soon as you told me who he worked with, okay, yeah, I get uh, it yep. now. Uh, one yep, the, one of the. Twitter comments I saw was like, this is the most Ikuhara thing that's not actually directed by him yeah. for the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's the whole promise thing is so overbearing, though, when it's like, you know, you ex know exactly how it goes, where it's like, we made a promise on that day oh, at God. that place oh, no. underneath the Tokyo Tower. This is our bra. This is our destiny. Our promise. It's so. Any god, you know what? I love Metal Gear Solid, and even Metal Gear Solid has a dumb. We made a promise. Plot oh. line. I'm just like, uh, Jack. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is literally anime. Jack, do you remember? Oh, they. So one of the girls is like Sundere for the first like three episodes because she thinks the other girl didn't remember the promise. Oh, Ooh. like it's it's so you don't remember the promise for when we were five years old and That's we are now so teenagers. Are you telling me you don't remember? That's the other thing that really bugs me about the promise is that they, they are so explicitly five years old at the time. I know that's so stupid. It's it's so young. <laughs> I don't remember shit from a month ago. How is a five? I don't remember being five. Right. Literally. I remember the morning of my fifth birthday. That is all I can remember that huh. far back. That is literally the farthest back I can remember. Yeah. It's the morning of my fifth birthday. It's crazy. So like. And the promise that Rhett did not keep. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like it's the five years old part, but and then it's also the fact that by the end of the show, to make it fully click, you might also have to start shipping them as well. And it's also like, oh, now, like they're they're teenagers now, but also they haven't seen each other for that huge gap of time. So it's mm -hmm. like, were you in love at five years old? I don't even want to think about that really one. That's really weird. It. It's real dumb. Like, come on, yeah. like, you hear about it all the time. Like kids promising to marry one another it's it's yeah. just, it's it's dumb but it's what kids do they want to be grown-ups mm -hmm. they say grown-up things mm -hmm. um and they like but like to imagine somebody holding on to something like that into yeah. adulthood or pre-adulthood is just like yeah. my brain just is immediately poisoned to this franchise yeah so like as hard as i tried like reading like analyses and like thematic stuff for the tv series I still just feel like I just can't get there because it is fundamentally a story I'm not going to connect with yeah. because of the promise stuff. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. that's way too stupid for me to get on board with. Yeah. So the movie, I re so then yesterday I rewatched the movie with new fresh eyes and was like, <laughs> okay, is this going to hold up? My first 10 out of 10 out in two years. And it totally did. There you go. <laughs> despite the promise stuff, despite like thinking at the start, oh no, is understanding more of this going to actually make it worse? Oh, and then yeah. also being a little no annoyed that like, well, I understood everything up till till here, but like still having half of it not make sense was almost frustrating. Yeah. Where it's like, man, what is what is happening in this thing? The director said something like. I wanted to make a work that will have a different impression on you depending on the age you watch it. 
And I think that's really interesting. Cool. If I watch mm-hmm. this at five years old, it would be the most romantic and cool oh, thing ever. If I watch <laughs> it as an adult, I'm going to literally have my brain falling out <laughs> of my eye holes. I do think they may subvert the promise thing a bit in the movie to make it seem like her holding on to that for 12 years was not a great move, actually. I would hope there'd be some kind of weird yeah. commentary about that. It's definitely very, very open inter- to interpretation. There's there's a lot going on in this movie. Mm. But, like, I had a significantly less uh, kind of burn-it-all-down nihilistic view of the relationship the second mm. viewing. So Aww. I think it really is complicated, mm. <laughs> but it is it is such a good fucking movie. <laughs> awesome. It's so much. It might be, like, my favorite movie ever. <laughs> Oh, that's so, that's so freaking cool. It's it's interesting because it still feels lopsided to me. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, so because of how it's set up, the main characters from the series mm-hmm. aren't in the movie a ton. Be- they just have the big climax at the end. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like the other, you know, seven girls right. clashing against each other. Okay. So everybody gets significantly more balanced amounts of screen time in this one. Gotcha. Which is really, really good. (laughs) And then it's just, it's fantastic. Aw. That's so cool. I I think the music is doing a ton of heavy lifting here. I mean, that's the thing with these kinds of, uh, these kinds of stories here is that they, when they let things speak in terms of like visual metaphors and music, Mm -hmm. like you're kind of using a lot of the stuff that, like visual meat, like film, like film and animation is really, really, really good at, mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. like those big visual moments and those big music set pieces. So when you have a whole intimate story, but you tell it by blowing it up with these big visual metaphors and songs, like you can make something extremely potent doing that. I yeah. Think. That's why even, this sounds really compelling to me. Even if you're like watching it going, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Well, in that case, because then the first time you walk, you go through it just like, oh, I bumped, I bumped my mic. Just like, oh, my God, this is so pretty. Yeah. And then if you and then you can get through it and then be like, oh, I kind of get what you're going for. Here. I, this is cool. I know. That's the thing is like even now it's just like I kind of get what you're going for. I, I think with the um, I think with kind of arty movies like this and mm-hmm. this kind of language, like even if you don't dig deep and you're like, I have an intense reading of what all these symbols mean. Yeah. I think that a lot of it kind of comes across on kind of a, like a subconscious level. So mm. you can still just like, just watch it and then have like a very strong visceral experience. Even if like consciously you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like I saw some things like, here's the parallels in the movie. And I had like literally just watched the movie. and was like, Oh, I missed all that. Huh? That's, that's <laughs> interesting. Or it's, where it's like these two characters do the same thing like 20 minutes apart and I just totally missed it. It's like, oh, huh, interesting. <laughs> and like them doing the thing has like totally different and opposite implications each time like because of how it's framed. So it's definitely like the movie is definitely thinking at pretty galaxy brain levels that you might just not interpret literally, but your brain might be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't notice that, but your brain did. Yeah, basically, that's, <laughs> that's the one I was going for. But your brain did. 
I mean, I think it's like yeah. music, musical stuff was working on the same level where it's like, hey, this is not being literal. This is this is using yeah. something very exciting and fun to communicate something quiet and boring. Yeah. But the quiet, boring thing is what makes it like good. So, mm-hmm. so That's I really, the thing I really is, vibe like, with that kind of story. Why I read an analysis a while a little bit of ago about the series in general. It's just like theater itself is the most kind of you have to fill in the blanks yourself because it is so unreal to begin with, where like mm-hmm. characters facing the audience or breaking into song, like none of that is meant to be taken like super literally, or like the stage is sliding in. And like these are all things they do in Review Starlight to make yeah. it seem more like a stage play. That's awesome. I, I dig that kind of theming. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Like this this movie is aware that it is a movie and it is it is in love with cinema and theater and like plays with that in really fun ways. I can appreciate mm-hmm. that then. Yeah. It is like probably the only anime musical. <laughs> Cause cool. it just it there's a ton of music. Mm. I really want to watch this. I know you've been selling it extremely hard, so I really want to watch it. That's the thing is, I, I, like I do want to preface though is like the 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 series itself. I'm still like that that fucking promise thing like holds it back so much for me. Even like I watched multiple episodes like more than once on this rewatch. I'm like episode eight is really good. That's like the best action moment, and it doesn't have anything to do with the promise. And then I watched <laughs> like the the final episode i'm just like i'm just not there for you dog i'm sorry i'm trying so (laughs) hard to love this and it just can't clear that hurdle which is so weird after the movie to have such intense trust in the series now because usually Mm. you can carry that enthusiasm like if you enjoyed one part of a thing Mm -hmm. because i've had this happen before where i would like see a movie or something and then go back and see the series and be like oh okay that's not so bad so yeah I've had that happen, so I was wondering if that would actually come through and be like maybe kind of propel you with the appropriate enthusiasm to be able to enjoy the series itself. I mean, I definitely like the series more this time than I did before. Where before I was like, like low seven, and this time I bumped it up to an eight, basically. Cool. Because like my my tweet on it was it was fine, which is like. Absolutely, actually, fucking damning as hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, just being it's your, fine. That's your death sentence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, another thing in the series, I think it's just a TV thing. The music just seems too quiet. Like the character dialogue really kind of drowns oh, it out weird. a bit more. Yeah, I think the movie's just use some of that. <laughs> I think it's weird in the series, and it's just like, oh, you're writing like eight minute songs that are like. Not even like verse, chorus, verse things, like, and then kind of drowning it out under the dialogue. Like, why? Mm. Also, all the soundtracks are on Spotify, which is fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, that was the funny. Okay, final thing is that I did listen to the soundtrack for the TV series at work on Friday. Not Friday, was it? I don't know what day. It was Friday. Uh, so final episode of the actual show can't make me cry but then listening to the soundtrack for the final scene that's when it got me (laughs) it's like it's removing the character dialogue it's removing the story it's just the music by itself and making me think of that scene then it got me i'm like you gotta be kidding me fuck yeah i mean we we emotionally connect to things in different ways so it could just be that 
through audio you connect to things more you connect to things i think that's definitely a thing given you know the whole simple gear saga given that also the movie just kind of lifts a scene from mad max which is wild (laughs) that's very good they're just like hey this is cool imagery can we have it thanks thanks (laughs) good I'm 100% not joking. There's like no conceivable way it's not just a direct reference slash, slash lift. Mm. That's so cool. I like getting I like getting an increasingly fleshed out perspective on kind of like what you pull what you're pulling out of anime. I feel like talking mm. about that like that music thing and whatnot. We're kind of getting into um, kind of digging at something essential there of just like the when the language itself is mm. just really strong. If that may like the way it's saying what it's saying, yeah, hits you really hard. For some reason, if they sing it, it's like automatically twice as good. <laughs> I mean, because also speaking of music anime, fucking love live, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fantastic. So, uh, Polly, what? What you been up to? Oh, things. I did stuff. <laughs> okay, John, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> I uh. I got, I got the, I got, I like a post, uh, post recording, uh, podcast. I mean, I guess the first thing is like, I got up to a lot of streaming over the break, like way more than mm-hmm. I ever do. Um, mm-hmm. we had a lot of streams. We did Christmas streams. We did a, a new year's stream. We've just been streaming on the regular. Um, nice. I kind I like streaming now, weirdly enough, which is a weird thing to say when you've been doing it for seven years. Um, <laughs> Hmm. But kind of like I realized last night. Wait a minute, I actually like streaming now. It's kind of fun. Wow. Um, yeah, I did a lot of that over the break. Just played a lot of things, talked to a lot of people. It was just f- a fun way to hang out with people when you can't really do that right now safely. Uh, so that was that was a cool thing to get done. Uh, I started the and after we got done with the 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 end of the year podcast and stuff, you start that like okay, well, what's going to be the first thing I play now? Oh, you get to digging through that library, and it's like, well, I've got this cool-looking Toho fan game in my uh, in my library that looks neat. Let's let's have a look at this. Um, I played Udongain X, mm. which uh, stars everybody's favorite uh, cute moon rabbit, Raisa Udonge Inaba. Uh, hey. She points at things and shoots. That is something that the the person who made the sprites for this game was sure to maintain, and that. She makes a finger gun and shoots bullets. Finger gun the game. It Good. feels real. Like, it's just, I, I don't know why that detail just does it for me, but it's just like, I see that and it's just like, yep, that's great. But uh, Donkey X is, uh, man, there's like a million bajillion of these, but it's just fucking, it's a Mega Man-like Toho game <laughs> where Good. you got eight bosses and an intro stage, and four stages. And you got a better while. You got a better Wily Castle in this game than Mega Man Eleven. Um, <laughs> not hard. And you don't even like like. And this is a game where like when you beat bosses, you don't even get power ups for them. Uh, um, wait good. a minute. But you do collect uh, you do collect P chips throughout the levels. You got to find. You got to hunt them down like the same way like you would look for you know openings for, in levels and stuff for uh, with, with Mega Man X where. 
you know, you'd find your like helmet upgrades and shit. So you got to go find the points. And then between stages, there's a store you can go to. You can buy things like some health tanks or you could change the way like, like you can make it to where you can like have some uh, influence over how like when you shoot, you can curve your shots and things like that. Um, uh, it's a game that looks really, really good. Uh, the, the the sprite work of this game oh, this is, is fantastic. There's so there's so many cute references that I did not notice the first time until uh, I I saw uh, the creator's Twitter and he was showing the uh, the fighting game references that he had put into these little Toho sprites and I just thought that was really really great because there's so much personality. Um, but it yeah it's just like hey like they even use the Mega Man X in game font. For like the text boxes and stuff Cute. it's very silly it's actually if you know toho lore like there's a pretty fun little story here being told with racin so like if you know like what's her, what her deal is there's a really cool story being told there so when you get to the end and you fight down and you finish the final bosses it's like oh that's really cool um but it's just like a really solidly put together little mega man like that I think feels it, I think it's better than Mega Man X three, um, <laughs> but although the soundtrack sounds like that's what they were trying to mimic, uh, it mm. sounds like they were trying to mimic Mega Man X three soundtrack, and that soundtrack is bad. Um, yep, it's just like it's just like, and I'm pretty sure the the songs all sound like like they all sound like MIDI to me. So I, I'm wondering now if they're just they just incorporated MIDI files and and that's what you got, or if they just recorded MIDI files or whatever. But yeah, it's uh. got that MIDI sound to it. But this is just a quality game, top to bottom. Like there's not a lot I can complain about it with. I think the level designs are great. The boss design, the boss fights are fantastic. Uh, there's not a single one in the game where I was just like, oh man, this is horrible. And, and, there's not. That's saying something. There's not a boss rush at the end. (gasps) There's not fucking stupid refights at the end. That made me even happier. Oh, it's really not a Mega Man game then. I mean, if we're talking about Mega Man after Mega Man 1, where they they just got lazy and were like, I don't know. Because in Mega Man 1, they incorporate the bosses into the stage. And and they do that in Mega Man X1 as well. And then after that, they just throw it out the window. Uh, But but, but Udongan X, like, this game's just really freaking solid. Like, I was shot, like... I expected it to be pretty good because I've played like Mega Mari. I've played I've played a lot of Toho fan games that riff on Mega Man in this way, but I think this might be my favorite one um, because it just kind of like it has a set of tools that it uses. Um, like all the level gimmicks are really fun. Um, it's got a very like, like it's got a small set of enemy types that they build a bunch of really cool. Uh, combat scenarios and, and and platforming scenarios out of it's just it's all put together just very smartly in in a way that like and I think that this was like a one person project too mm. uh, I think the person I, I I'm pretty sure that they at least did every bit of art which there's a lot and like all and again all the pixel art in this game super duper fantastic um, a good cast of characters, like just like that, that make for really fun boss fights. Like, and all the gimmicks are pretty are very much tied to how those characters, you know, perform in their game. Uh, so yeah, just 
man, like I was just super impressed with, with how well put together this was. And uh, that one came courtesy of uh, Carmichael McCallis, who sent me that uh, as an early Christmas gift. So big thanks to him for that, because this was like this was on my to watch list because I had seen a friend of mine play a little bit of it. It looked pretty good, but I wasn't 100 percent sold on it yet. But then sit down, played it in an evening, uh, played it in an afternoon. Only take you about two or three hours to finish if you, you know. You want something good. You want something nice and uh, breezy to play through, um, and you need that Mega Man. Uh, and you need that Mega Man itch scratched. Uh, with and you don't mind it being a Toho game, or you're just looking for a damn good Toho game. If you're looking for a damn good Toho fan game. Uh, Udonge Next is super duper fantastic. Well, Polly, I like a good Mega Man X riff, and I also like games with extremely adorable fairy enemy sprites. Which I'm seeing a lot of in this in, this, in these amazing, questions. It's got amazingly adorable fairy sprites. Uh, the the character sprites are really really fantastic. There's so much character into them in them. Like the when like when you're fighting them, they like it, it was like I would find myself getting lost in their animations sometimes. Like when they would like do attacks and stuff, which they're all telegraphed really well, by the way. Unlike Mega Man games, where I feel that a lot of Mega Man games kind of <laughs> just bullshit throw out attacks and don't really they don't really telegraph a lot of things, especially those older ones. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, They're basically like, is, is Mega, is Mega Man a Euro shop when you think about it? Kind of. I mean, I, like I, you have I, a think, health bar, I think you, you have could, shops. Uh, oh man. Yeah. You could, I, I think you could call those. <laughs> I mean, good Mega Man didn't have shops. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I like eight. Eight's really good. Yeah. I fucking love eight. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about eight. I like that. But yeah. Uh, Udongai next. You want, like yeah, just it, it's solid, like just fantastic. It was a great way to start the year. Could not be happier uh, to have to have to have kind of started awesome. the year with that banger of a fucking game. Just super super good. Um, uh, so I, I I've only talked a couple minutes. I suppose I could work something else in here. Yeah. There's not a problem yeah. with that. How about the judges will allow it? Uh, do y'all mind if I get a little problematic? Can I can I start can I can I be the first one to pull the uh, oh boy can I be the first one to pull the the, the alarm of of, of 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 content warnings? Uh, I know we let you just slam just pull down like crash <laughs> the glass you you pull the hammer out of the box crash the glass pull down the big hand you put you put the um the four cylinders in like an alien. <laughs> And then you pull down the, you slowly pull down the handle. It's like, okay, we're going to discuss some problematic content. Plaxons are going off. It's just, it's a lot going on here. Like, you know, look, I, I figured, you know what? Like, like, like we, we had John embrace his trashiness last year in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that I think was very fun. Uh, if you listen to the Game of the Year podcast, it made me very happy. Uh, to just kind of <laughs> embrace trash, uh, embrace your interests. And I've, mm-hmm. I, I... I, that, you know, like right after Udongai next, I was just like, you know what? We're embracing trash, folks. We're going to do it. Here we go. So I have I have a bit of a fascination with the Yandere tro- uh, trope. Uh, I like mm. girls that could, could feasibly kill me. And I think that's it's it's fun. I think it's a fun mm. mindset to indulge in. <laughs> I think, you know, like it's a very I think that's probably just not even anything I had to say at this point. I think people just kind of know that, <laughs> given the way that our tastes run around here and the way we've talked about things in, on the show in the past before. <laughs> um, given given probably the first thing I have, one of the first things I ever associated with you was, I love Ryugurena. Yeah! I, I love Ryugurena. It makes a yeah. lot of sense, right? Yes. So, 
So I decided that this year, you know, we're going to embrace that trashiness a little bit in a way that I never mm-hmm. have before. And I was just like, all right, look, we're going to we're going to see like what this genre actually entails, because I've never really sought out like like Yandere specific content. I've ne- I like mm-hmm. I know that I like Yandere type characters. I think that it is a fun it's a fun mindset to explore, like in a very understandably problematic and kind of gross way. Um, mm-hmm. Not trying to minimize things here. It's not for everybody. Um, and then I noticed that Zalaz was doing an end of the year list of things. And on her list was a game that kind of caught my interest because I was like, hey, the art's kind of cute. I like that. Yuri, okay, I'm in Yandere. This could not have been more perfectly timed. <laughs> so, went to the old Steam box. Opened it up, pulled out the credit card, and I picked up Suteki na Kanojo no Tsukurikata, which is uh, roughly translate to something like building the perfect girlfriend or something. I think that's, that's kind of how I would go with it. Uh, I didn't know that title. Very good. Uh, good start. Yeah. So, um, again, we're going to preface now. We're going to get it out here. Here are the content warnings. This uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is how I started my uh, uh, Steam review, too. Like, this game's really ugly. Uh, it's violent. Mm. It's uh, it is a very unhealthy depiction of mental health and mental illness, mm-hmm. uh, and it features non-consensual sexual content. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. I am not going to sit here and describe that content, but I am going to warn you going in that if you do decide to look up Tsuteki na Kanojo no Tsukurikata, that's what you're going to find. Uh, don't blame me. Yeah. So. Uh, the game is about uh, a young, innocent, pure lass named Sumire. She's kind of just an, your your typical uh, anxious wreck of a girl living the college life. She sucks at, at sociability. She lives online. Uh, she 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 posts fake self harm photos online for attention, and nobody ca- and nobody oh, cares and nobody cares. She is just so ignored. Nobody gives a shit. Like nobody replies to her posts or anything. She has like one online friend she talks to, which is basically you, the player. I'm assuming because this game mm-hmm. gets real weird. Um. So Sumire uh, is kind of a wreck, uh, mm-hmm. and she's an adorable wreck when this story starts out. It's like, oh, God, I, I kind of like her. She's very interesting. <laughs> Watching her kind of, like, it's almost like uh, an extreme version of what's-her-name from Watamote, um, where, you know, a lot of her problems are just kind of just being a ball of anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. sort of this girl's problem, too, only she's also just kind of, she's kind of trash as well. <laughs> She's just an online goblin. Um, yes, 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 Tomoko. Uh, and, and then there is uh, so so. She goes online. She she gets the attention of somebody, and she thinks that it's another girl. Uh, she goes to meet this person, and oh no, that's good. Bad bad juju. That she's gonna get sexually assaulted by okay. a, bu- a bunch of dudes, but it doesn't happen. Mm. Because to her rescue comes Nazuna, who is a rich girl. She's extroverted. She's angelic. She's perfect in every way. 
um, and and she pulls her out of that situation, and and that that's sort of the grounds for our, for our hapless heroine falling in madly in love with her over the course of about two hours. Um, <laughs> they find out that they go to the same college. They have some college classes together. It's all very. They have a really kind of cute lead up, uh, almost a, a courting. Uh, session where 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 Sumire is just kind of a wreck, trying to like keep her composure around this girl she literally thinks is a goddess, and it's very adorable. Um, uh, and then it turns out that Nazuna has, is is despite being a rich girl and being extra and everything, she's she has conflict with her family, and she has nowhere to stay. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's been sleeping around with friends and stuff to kind of like have somewhere to stay at night and, and Sumire finds this out and offers her, offers her a place to stay and this is mm-hmm. kind of where she gets the end toward our story kind of turning uh, very uh, that it takes that yandere turn uh, where mm-hmm. um, uh, Sumire very quickly adopts a, a, a codependency on this girl and and Nazuna is not good at trying to push that away. Uh, she kind of gives into it too often and kind of opens herself up into becoming Sumire's plaything, and then things take a much darker turn uh, when the bad things start happening. When you know, like when mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, you know what? Here's a collar that I had for my dog that got killed, and I'm going to make you wear it now." Oh, <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> got killed. <laughs> oh boy! Good. Uh, this good this, start. So yeah, uh, the story does take that turn, um, and it's, I, I, and I was kind of here. I was like, okay, okay, this is fine. And um, as I'm playing through the game, I'm noticing like, well, like, okay, yes, like Sumire is an asshat. She's doing very cruel things to this poor girl uh, over the course of this relationship, becoming more and more toxic, more and more awful, uh, and this girl not really having a way out. Uh, you know, given the whole parental thing. Um, mm-hmm. And by the time I get to the end of the story, it just kind of drops off and ends. And what I didn't know going into this game is that, like, all of the content uh, that one would be looking for uh, coming into a game of this fashion (laughs) is hidden behind a lot of the bad endings. I literally played through this game and I only got one bad ending uh, the first time I played through it. (laughs) I somehow navigated the stupid web of visual novel bullshit and missed all the content that I was kind of coming to this fucking game for. So when I got to the end, I was like, what is this? This was ri- what? This was tame as fuck. <laughs> I mean, despite the fact that it was gross, it was tame mm-hmm. as fuck. So, like, I didn't get the full breadth of what this game was doing until I went back and, like, okay, now let's intentionally make all the worst decisions we possibly can. Okay, <laughs> there's the content that I came here for. Okay. There's the content that I crave. <laughs> there's what I was looking for. Now you're feeling a little more like a Yandere visual novel. Now I'm here for it. Now I'm getting into it. <laughs> You have a lot of issues sometimes where the structure, the visual novel structure of something yeah. seems to work against the <laughs> it, effect that it want, it seems yeah. to want to have on you. Yeah. Like the game where like, they, I'm pretty sure they expect you to make the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that that's what they want. And, and, I, and I remember Zalaz pointing out to me that she had to map out the decisions to get to the true ending. <laughs> You're just too too good a judge of character. Taylor. I just dumb fucked into it. 
Uh, but yeah, the bad end pacing that I got, it was really bad. Like, it's just like, oh, like, it just kind of like, it just starts running by days, by, like a text box at a time, like, and this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and here's the end, goodbye. Oh, yeah, that was bad. It sounds like mm. even the true ending, though, isn't yes. very great. It's not great, uh, but, okay, so I guess it's the part where I have to start making some criticism. You got the basic idea mm-hmm. of what this game is. So, yeah. the first thing is, I really like this game's presentation a lot. Uh, I like the main character designs are a lot. They're very cute. They're attractive. And that's like the first thing you want to get right <laughs> in a game like this. It's like these characters are very attractive. Like they're, they're, mm-hmm. they appeal to my senses of attractiveness. So it's just like, okay. You want to see him fuck. Exactly. Like I'm here <laughs> for that. Like let's, let's just be honest here about what we're reading. Like, yes, I'm here to see these characters fuck. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, the, the the presentation is just super ace. Like the characters and sprites look like they look like they are live. They are rigged live two D models. Um, like even in like the just kind of like the talking head scenes that you see in visual novels, where there's typically no animation or there's just like an expression and then an expression and then change back and forth. Like these characters are like always kind of moving. Like it's almost like that Neptunia effect, but it looks. Uh, a yeah, little, I was thinking of Neptunia. It looks a little more natural. Um, mm-hmm. where the kind of like when they're talking or moving around or they'll like move their head to emphasize a certain syllable and their hair will kind of move along with it. Um, uh, it's just really striking. Um, and the best part is that like the H scenes uh, make use of this rigging as well. Like there's a good, cool. like there's a lot of motion to what's happening and it like it really adds to the appeal. It's just really, really, really nice uh, in that way. Um, I was very, very happy like with, with most, most, most. There are some things, okay, not my kink. I got you. I know why you're here. Not my kink, though. I do know. I do know that, I, and I can point out that thirty uh, percent of people that have played this game did get the P ending. I knew you were going for. I knew you were talking uh, about the P ending. I just, I, it was very funny. <laughs> it was funny excellent. to me to see that as as a statistic, to be able to look. <laughs> the P ultimate ending. The Thank you, Raven. The P ultimate ending. Fuck. Why, is, why isn't Raven writing our show for us? <laughs> Goddamn, Raven, Raven, you're a genius. Um, uh, but yeah, um, not everything was my cup of tea, but I, I in general really liked how these things were, were put together. This back alley scene with a, a, a um, what, what did we call it? Like the, the tasteful, a tasteful thigh placement, I guess, or the tasteful, <laughs> yeah, that. It was like, you know what? Well, feeling well, this. Yeah, I'm here for that. That's really good. Okay. I think that's the one John sent me a screenshot of. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that there's just a whole thing there where it's just like, man, that's just real good. You could, yeah, okay, I'm here for this. Um, and 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 like when I was there for it, and when I was enjoying that stuff, it's like, okay, I'm wallowing in this filth, and it and it's fun, and 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 at nearly every point, every point, and this includes like the writing and 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 and, and the H scenes themselves, the writing, it just never feels into it at all. Mm. Like the pacing is bad. Like like the, the H scenes, like they'll they'll get going right. Like you'll have like a really solid start, and you could really luxuriate in this moment, make it better slash worse, however you want to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Could do so much by luxuriating in this mindset and what's really happening here, and 
it just never feels at any point like the person that's writing it was into it at all. Like, it was just like, all right, well, I got started, and then this happened. And then there's the bad ending, whatever. Like, so you get going, it gets really good, and then you just get dropped off. Like, there's no... Like, 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 and every ending is like that. Um, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, Didn't finish zero out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than other than the the, the back alley scene, really good though. Um, nice. I, I could use my imagination to finish that one. Um, like, I feel that this game needed to be proud of being what it is, but it still, but it really just feels like like a writer trying something because maybe the other stuff wasn't working. So it's like, okay, I'll make something that's really gross. I'm not really into it, but maybe that's something that'll sell or something. That's kind of the, the oh, vibe weird. that I got. Uh, that's the vibe that's so that I weird. Got. Cause I think, I think if you're doing that and you're not into it, you don't also then include a P ending. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's so like weird. Maybe that just crosses a line for you that you're like, yeah, I'm not going that far though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I just kind of feel that like the writing, like, like, like I think I put it like in my Steam review that like you are free to wallow in the trash, but the trash is just not very interested in it. Um, ah. and it's and it's unfortunate because again, I I like these character designs a lot. I wanted them. I wanted to see them do more with this idea. I wanted them. It's just like the t- the ways in which they get Sumire's personality right feel really good, but like they don't luxuriate in it at all or try to enjoy it. It's just more of like, okay, and then bad thing happens the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, like Zalaz says, the devs' previous games have all been pretty vanilla idol fantasy stuff, so this just might not... Yeah! Yeah, that kind of... Oh, like, weird. if that's what it is, and th- th- it feels like... Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what this feels like. It just kind of feels like we kind of don't do this, but... Maybe this is a niche that we can like, tap into and, and stuff. Yeah, like, I I wanted to enjoy this a lot more than I did. There are things there that I like about it, but ultimately, it just kind of, like, I, I was just, like, I, I just kind of sat there after after finishing. <laughs> Funny joke. Wow. Funny. Okay. Here's, here's some, you want some Steam stats? Yes. Yeah. They have, they have three previous games. Uh... 45 reviews on the first one. Uh-huh. 14 reviews on the second one. Mm-hmm. 7 reviews on the third one. Ooh. And then on this game, 708 reviews. This game got review bombed. Um this game But got- also it's it's got attention at the very yeah, least. I know but- it actually does have the lowest score. Yeah. But people played it. No, they didn't. No, they just review bombed uh, okay. it. Okay. This game got review bombed because there's mention of a guy in it oh jesus christ it's not, it's not even, even it's not even a scene and you never see a guy it is uh, it is mentioned as something somebody sees on the girl's phone oh and, my god that's dark and that's it that's enough to get you the not actually yuri tag <laughs> oh that's dark yeah, but, the, but there's That's also not like the this whole. I thought that was gonna go. There's this whole sci-fi thing as well, where they're like, again, like the way that you like that she like uses her phone to communicate with somebody named Doc the whole time, and it's basically assumedly you. And they're alluding mm-hmm. to some kind mm-hmm. of weird brainwashing thing going on, but they don't elaborate <laughs> on it at all as to what it means. It's just for some reason, the text at the end of the game starts glitching out, and it's like, oh, what? Is, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, what are mm-hmm. you trying to tell me here, game? 
This um, just seems like it's kind of half-baked as far as, like, the oh, actual yeah. drama's going. Yeah, like, the actual drama, like, the actual content you would come to something like this for. Everything just feels so... Like, the, your heart's not in it. Like, I, all I could do the whole time while sitting there was, like, I could have written this way better. <laughs> like, I, I, I have no experience writing anything that's Yandere other than the bits that we did in her lullaby, and I know that I could have <laughs> written... I know that I could have, like, taken this idea and did a whole lot more with it for people that like that kind of thing. Um, I just kind of ended up really disappointed and coming away from, like... Coming away with, like, you know, one or two scenes that I think really good. Like, that's good stuff, but my brain has to finish them off because you didn't. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's me wallowing in the trash. Um, and then being disappointed because it wasn't trashy. It wasn't enough. trashy enough. That's beautiful. Yeah. I totally understand. I, I understand exactly what you mean. And I've played lots of smutty games that like feel half-baked in that exact way. Just like mm. you didn't really want to go for it. Yeah. like To write something like this, I think you've really just got to fucking lean into it. Like, you know what you're writing just mm-hmm. go for it. It's all imagination, yeah. baby. Like, enjoy yourself. Like, let yourself be in that shitty mindset and just take it as far as you can go. Or, or why fucking bother? Like, why put out something that, that your your heart's not in it? Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. nothing here. You know, like my I had to write. You know, I I have to use my brain to make the part that I liked actually better. You know. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing that with us, and I appreciated this take, and I have been browsing VNDB looking at the Yandare heroine tag plus um, Girl X Girl Romance tag. That, that's not a lot of stuff, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. Not a lot. Yeah. Sounds like sounds like I'm getting the bat signal flash to me. You know, like, uh-oh, maybe it's time. Obviously. <sighs> Disappointing. Yeah, so that that's Suteki no oh, this no one's cute, no Takurikata. Um, yep. Just kind of. <laughs> yeah. The worst part is I'm still like, I check that out. Do it. It's in my library. You can check it out. I know. I know. I like the characters are cute and the couple of scenes. They're, they're, they're so couple, cute. There are a couple scenes in there that are you know if you can get into it. How how long would you say it is? Uh, how, many, how many hours do you have? I, I think I finished it in like two hours or two or three hours. Oh oh Jesus. That's really short. Yeah, I only, but like, I, only paid, this like, case, I only paid like five bucks for it. So, yeah, you've three point out eight hours total with with all the yeah. I went back got. like when I finished the true ending. I think it took like two hours, and then I went back and uh, did all the bad endings. You know, all that entails, and I'll just leave your imagination to that part. Yeah. So if it's not going to be like, I think it's better to be short if it's going to be like kind of half baked and disappointing. Like well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Like if this I don't want to. Like, if this would have been like seven hours, I'd have been pretty angry, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's a 20-hour VN, but the ending's totally worth it. And then you finish it and you're just like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Zala is saying the bar for Yuri Arage is pretty low and it's depressing. Yeah. 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 Trust me, like when I went to VNDB and looked at the same tags uh, mm-hmm. when I finished this game, it was very disappointed. This was like, there's not more of this? Seems Damn. like it should be. It feels like Seems this like... is something that that there would be a lot more of. Yeah. Well, if it, the Yuri got to make room for plenty of Yuri stuff about holding hands. Yeah, like it, it, it is the most pure mm. expression of love, after all. 
Mm-hmm. Completely pure and unphysical. Yes. Before they before they <laughs> grow up and go and have real relationships. That's right. why it's so perfect That's and ideal. Why. Exactly. God. God. I did like that this was a college story and not a high school story. I like that. That is nice. I think that's a cool idea. Like, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. a setting you see very often. I swear that's a thing. I don't know. They probably... Steam can be weird with younger characters. No, I guess it's, 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 it's very much set at a university. Like, it's, no, it's, sure. it's not something but that I they, feel like... like me- it's not something they did to get on Steam or to bypass any kind of ratings yeah. stuff. Like, it's actually, like, the, the school... Yeah. The classrooms they go to are actual college, you know, okay. auditorium-type classes, so... Cool. <sighs> so, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your take on that. I, pre- I, I am very here for... I think we're all very here for... <laughs> nuanced takes on this stuff yeah like it's always like it's fun to kind of indulge this part of your brain and then like when the the, the stuff you use to indulge it is kind of disappointing it's just like well i was well crap. what was even the point well crap <laughs> <sighs> John. You know what's extra funny what's extra excellent is that you made the choice that you were ready to jump in on this and then you immediately started posting on it about maine <laughs> posting yeah. about it on maine just like that that's that's that, that that is very in line with your character is I, that I'm going to fucking own this. I, yeah, that is exactly the choice. That was very conscious, by the way. Oh, me, yeah. me posting the things that I posted from this game publicly, which wasn't anything terrible. Uh, no. I, ke- I kept the dirty, smutty stuff, you know, to myself where I mentioned it in DMs. Um, but yeah, like when I started playing this, it was like, I don't fucking care who knows what i'm playing <laughs> like i put it out mm-hmm. there on my main vtuber account and then I'm like this is what i'm playing posting screenshots from it my steam review is public people know that i've played it and i and i don't shy away from what the content is in the review so it's like look you you live what you only live once and indulging in trash ain't gonna fucking kill you if you ain't hurting anybody fucking cares man <laughs> and and that's a good thing i think at this point you're ready to if there is somebody that's going to yell at you, fucking draw them out and get so you can get rid of them now. Yeah, yeah that, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind now. of just at this point. At this point, if you've been around me enough, and then this is the breaking point. <laughs> <sighs> All right, John, what you been doing? God, I was like looking at those those ta- um, VNs that were tagged that, and the first one was like sisterly bliss. Uh oh. <laughs> God. All right, life is good. Yeah, it can be. Um, well, there's one I want we can talk about in a little bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I I finished. I finally once he seed bats again. Oh shit! Felt yeah, real fucking good. That's man. That's such a hard game. So goddamn hard. Oh. I worked on it for like a month plus in the summer, mm-hmm. and then put it down, and then came back to it and then polished it off in like a couple hours. I just was like, and then it all came together just oh, like six but, months later. And then it just all came oh. together. Yeah, that game's always kind of been a bit of a problem for me because the bullets, I feel, are a little, they, I think they mix into the background a little too much. Gotcha. I I, I managed it. I, I think I just had to learn the stages real oh, close. Yeah. Um, But, oh god, it's so fucking pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, that game is, so this is the last Toa Plunge map. Yeah. Um, so people will say like, "Oh, this is the first bullet hell." Also, um, which is probably probably true to me. It just feels like like ex- like I played a lot of eighty shmups and I played a lot a good chunk of zeros shmups. This is like 
it feels like a perfect marriage of like bullet hell and classic and, shmup stylings. Yeah, yeah. And that that's really cool to me because mm-hmm. it just feel it it didn't come across it across like 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 half baked. It came across like the best of both worlds to me, where it was just like still pretty strict and clean, I guess, or like. I don't know. Bullet hell, a lot of bullet hell stuff can be like, and this is the pattern that you that you that's this is the fuck off pattern. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we are bombing this every time we yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of that with Batsugun, but like it, there you don't, you only get one extend, so you have like three lives due to the whole game. Um, like it's pretty. It, it's it. It feels built to. Um, you, you're not you're not mushing your way through it with resources, right. basically. Yeah, and that's the way that it feels kind of classic to me. Mm. Um, also, just those really nice, like chunky synths, cl- chunky classic oh, arcade yeah. synths. This game has got an incredible. It's got incredible sound hardware. <laughs> yeah, um, so it, it strikes a really good balance for me, where it, it felt like it felt kind of it felt kind of perfect. Just like this is this is sort of an ideal ideal shmup. Mm-hmm. texture for me just the experience of playing it uh, i played with the the pink lightning girl and i really enjoyed uh, yep, yep. her weapon mm. um so it was a it was a long journey getting there it does the perfect cherry blossom thing where stage four is like at almost as long as the previous three stages put together yeah mm. it feels fucking great because <laughs> stage four is extremely good yeah. like it it like when you sell the marathon stage late game, like it feels so good, like in just like in Perfect Cherry Blossom. Um, so I just I just had a really a blast with this. I'm really glad I stuck it through and got got to the end there. Um, and that's one of oh those ones you boss. get to be proud. You get to be proud of that one CC. That's mm-hmm. not one everybody gets. Yeah, I feel good. I feel real good about it. Um, it is a twelve on the Shmup STG difficulty ranking according to the japanese wiki that feels fair <laughs> going up to 50 yeah <laughs> that's the one where gradius two gradius three is um like a 30 a 32 or something like b- above like an r-type yeah two all being like 28 or something yeah um i i had a lot of fun i feel like my i feel like my my um my abilities are growing because i also played all of blue revolver Ooh, that um, game. A game that I played two stages of and got my shit pushed in so hard. So Blue Revolver's really hard. Red Man. Play, <laughs> Red, Red, Red played it a bit ago and was like, hey, this seems extremely good. Yeah. Um, just like but set I was piece like, energy also, wise. I got fucking wrecked in like stage two or three. <laughs> and then I put it to normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Basically, like this was as hard as any of my arcade one CCs. Mm-hmm. It was just, I just played it nonstop for a week. Like this is all I played over Christmas break, essentially. Jeez. Oh, nice. Um, so I played it on Hyper. Um, I started off. So I started off. This is something I wanna. I'm gonna keep harping about every single time mm-hmm. I talk about the game forever. Uh, I started off on Power Mode because I like, I like dealing a lot of damage very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what feels good to me. Like if I have to aim a little more, fine. I like dealing a lot of damage very quickly. Um, so I picked the focused power shot, um, and then the and then the super laser special. Mm. And I was like, this seems this feels right for me. Um, and then I played it, and it was like, this is kicking my sh- teeth in. And also, <laughs> these enemies have a lot of HP, huh? Oh yeah. 
These enemies have a lot of HP. They tanky. Wow. They tanky. I don't fully like that. Um, oh, oh, but, but I have my special. So the point is that you're supposed to use your special on these enemies. Um, the special actually uses ammo, which is very unusual, I think, in shmups. Mm. Is, it's not like a bomb. It's like a- actual ammo you collect from enemies throughout this, the stages that you spend on using your special laser or whatnot. Mm. Um, so you, you, ma- you get like a full meter of it and then you spend it and then you raise it back up and, and managing your special is a big part your special ammo is a big part of routing the game um but it didn't quite feel right to me because i kept having to like just to kill these like basic popcorn enemies it felt like i needed to use the special and i was like what is this doesn't feel quite right and no, i looked that- at some strats online and then people were like oh yeah they really really buffed the options shot type oh. and then i started playing with that and it's like oh this just kills enemies in a normal amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, now it's actually a shmup and not a Euro shmup anymore. And now it's a normal shmup. Yeah. When and I revisited it, really good. Yeah, right. I did revisit it over the winter break, and I just, I just went with option. It was fine. It was like, oh yes, this feels good because I think I also fell into the trap of doing power because I'm mm-hmm. also the same way. It's just like I want the biggest laser, power, power, power. Yeah, power, power, power. Marissa, Only the Marissa, biggest Marissa. laser for the man with the biggest dick. <laughs> There you go. How come when John says it, he doesn't get that response? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know the cannon at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you are the cannon, baby. Boom! Master Spark. Ah. <laughs> 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 So I just play this game to fucking death. It is like a 20-minute shmup. It's like five stages. It's a lot like Batsugun in that respect. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely a bullet hell. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. It's bullet barf like I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's bullet barf. Um, stage four, really fucking good. Mm. Really good. You get to stage four, and it's just like the bullets are coming so fast and the enemies like you it's it's that kind of thing where you have to crowd control the enemies you have to deliberately figure out the way you want to approach enemy patterns so that you can kill them because if you don't then this then the bullets on screen are going to get completely unreasonable you're just going to get crowded out it's over Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's the big difference coming from like toho is that a lot of the time in toho the Hard parts, a lot of the what the focus of the game is on here is a hard pattern. Yeah. Learn to dodge it. Yeah. And with cave stuff and with stuff like Blue Revolver, it is you need to manage and sculpt the screen with your movement so that yeah. A to shape both aimed bullets and B to target key enemies to prevent things from getting completely unreasonable yeah. on the screen. And that's just a very cool tactical way of playing, and it's very—it's been very fun and rewarding for me to learn that. Um, and Blue Revolver just—it's so like high octane, like just especially stage three and four there. Like stage three is a lot like Batsugan's stage four, actually, um, where it's a—it's an airborne stage and everything is just going hundred miles an hour. Oh, nice! Yeah, um, that—I think that's the one where I first when I first reached, I was like, "Oh, this is something special." Yeah, it's real cool. Um, and then stage four is just, I, I think that's where I just com- fell completely in love. Um, I guess like stage five is sort of like, it's a little boss rushy 
where it's not doing those cool enemy patterns, it is like there are like four mini bosses, whereas stage all the preceding ones have like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like pacing wise, maybe that's why I kind of resonate a little more with like stage four is like these are just these are just real solid enemy patterns here and then stage five is like here all right here are four toho patterns (laughs) and i love that and like when i get into the toho patterns i'm like oh it's like i'm home again oh this is nice welcome oh the 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 bullets are being sucked up from the bottom of the screen Uh okay i know how hey guess what i can deal with that this is easy street I've been playing this since since the day I was born. This is like literal, doing- like, this is like 2005 shit I was doing in Toho. Come on. I literally call them spell cards. Just yeah. like, oh yeah, spell cards. Easy peasy. Um, the final boss is just like six, like, all-timer, inventive, adorable spell cards, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them is that it makes a big ball. And the boss ball fires off in a random way, and whenever it touches the edge of the screen, the left, right, or top edge of the screen, a bunch of bullets fly out, explode oh. out. Oh yeah, that's the good shit. While that's while such the boss a is spell card, yeah, yeah that while is the boss is generating waves. Card. Yep. <laughs> um, it, it, all of it, like it's a it's a nice balance of like that cave stuff, um, with the enemy sculpting, and then just real juicy, clever, fast spell cards. Um, so I think players like me who have, who grew up on Toho, but have kind of fallen in love with this other style, um, are, would be right at home at. Um, so I had a lot of fun learning this and it was, I, I fucking screamed when I beat the last boss cause I did it all my last life. <laughs> and the final, the final spell card is an extremely hard survival card. <laughs> Those are always the scariest. Yep. When you it, bomb it's like, and like it does nothing. Oh my god, that's the thing is that bombing on the final boss does fucking nothing. It's like I always <laughs> just like I remember the first time I ran into that mechanic in a shmup, I literally shit my pants. It's so scary. <laughs> um so I just was like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, am I gonna do it? Am I gonna do it? Cause because that's the other thing with um with sort of this style of shmup. When you play like an 80s shmup, a lot of the time it is Okay, I will play, and oh, I made one mistake and died, so that's the run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which again is so clean, like there's no resource management. It's just like I am playing a shmup, and I don't have to, and I'm not thinking about it on any levels beyond that. Um, but there is something nice about the kind of the mental calculations of like I want to save up bombs for here, I want to save up ammo for here, and then you start thinking, you start going on the thing where like, oh shit, I took a death on stage two. Um, I really don't want to reset. How about, but if I get through all of stage three without dying, then I'd be at above my normal pace. So I'm going to go through, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get through stage three and then I get through stage three and I die. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, if I just do stage four without dying, (laughs) then I'm on good, then I'm still on good pace. Uh, On my final run, I did, I had no death stage one. I know death stage two. I died three times on stage three. And I was like, well, that's the run. This is done. Yeah, that feels like you're cooked. And then I clutched it through all of stage four and clutched it through almost all of stage five and then took like two deaths. And I was like on that last card, just like, okay, let's do this. Like you're waiting for those, like those last two or three seconds are like the longest seconds you've ever felt. They're literally an eternity. Oh, it's so good. Um, so I think I think Batsugan felt a little bit perfecter to me in terms of like 
like this is just this just felt amazing mm-hmm. um but again i also like went for the 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 da- most damaging character right from the bat mm-hmm. um i i feel like maybe i would have felt basically the same way about blue revolver if i'd got, got into the build that felt right to me right away right right um but i had like two or three hours of the start of blue revolver where i was like oh this doesn't quite feel good mm. um but then once i did i was like oh okay this feels great actually um, there's plenty of power on the leaderboard, so I don't know. Maybe that's kind of how it always is with these games. I find that like the one that I play as is the one that's just like either considered entry level or nobody cares about, and then I go look for like the, the more advanced play styles, and those are what's all over the leaderboards. It's like always a little disheartening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I just had a ball with this. Uh, these are these are two just stellar schmups. I've heard a lot of people compare Blue Revolver and Zero Ranger. Oh yeah, and like. I feel like if you just want like 20 minutes of high octane action, mm-hmm. um, you're you're probably going to do better going with Blue Revolver. Um, yeah, yeah. Zero yeah, Ranger, Zero is Ranger more like, takes its time. You've got to kind of. Yeah. There's a lot going on in Zero Ranger. It's still a great shmup. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 50 minute shmup. Like yeah, even it's a past, 50 once you get past shmup. all, once you get past all the cool story stuff and structure stuff, like. It is a 50-minute shmup yeah, yeah. with a lot of slow parts where you mostly are just, like, performing patterns you already know. Yeah. Whereas Blue Revolver, I was I was taking deaths on stage one and two right up until I beat the game. Like, it, it's hard the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That was just my first immediate impression of that game was, oh, wow, this one does not play around, huh? But <laughs> when you're only five stages in 20 minutes, you kind of just got to start out rough, don't you? You kind of start off fun immediately. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. throw you into the deep end. Let's go. Yeah, that might be one more thing that made me kind of prefer Batsugan a little bit is that the ramp up does feel just a little bit more elegant in Batsugan, where Blue Revolver feels a little more like it kind of is kicking your ass. There's less of a crescendo, I think. Yeah, it's it's uh, like, still again, is one. But. I think it's comparable to the Loudness War, where like. You know, like something like Batsugan, there's dynamics to it where it builds to that, and there's like nuance and mm-hmm. how it does so, where it's Blue Revolver. Hey, I'm loud all the time. That mm-hmm. way, even when I'm big and loud, <laughs> you can't really tell if I'm louder, and it doesn't really, it doesn't feel quite as special. Yeah. It's the yeah. Bayonetta 2. Of Bayonetta Shatter. 2 of Shmups. yes, there you go. The final boss is so good. So I, so I think that's kind of where I'm coming from with Blue Revolver. It's like, there's a couple things about like the pacing and feel where i'm not like full zero ranger bought in Mm -hmm. but i also played it constantly for a week straight until i got the hyper one cc and had a very good time so i feel like that's a good that's a good recommendation right there um and just to close out the shmup corner here i did in like in one sitting do grace counter (laughs) Gray's Counter is so good. I think that game is just a lot. Like, it's not the most groundbreaking thing that I've ever played, but it's just so breezy and nice. It's just cute. It's yeah. just nice. They added, I think they added a training mode since you um, played it, by the way. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yeah, I played it. So I played arcade mode, and it was just, like, adorable. I, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, I might want to try the hard mode, uh, expert mode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, several options yeah. for difficulty management, and I tried a couple um or like that one of them was like unlimited mode where it just locks you at 200 rank and i was like oh, oh that's this one, that's scary this one ain't gonna work i tried the extra stage and it was like oh nope this one ain't gonna work no nah, i think expert like, was yeah i think expert is probably the one i would want to do for like a um 
more of a, a close play. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I was just like, okay, I just wanted one more like short chaser to finishing up these two great shmups. Yeah. It's a real good chaser. Um, yeah. And that's it for me. <sighs> just responding to somebody mentioning an old Flash game I used to like. Uh, old Flash games? You mean like <laughs> Hollow Knight? <laughs> no, it was uh, Among Us. Oh, right, right, right. That's from like 2018. That's pretty old. That's pretty old. It was yeah. like, what, seven years ago? <laughs> At this point, if you. <laughs> I don't even know. Don, I, I saw wouldn't. the flash thing you were talking about, Depict One. Yeah. I have Throwback. a story about that one because I was on the Newgrounds panel of judges for oh. Game of the Year that year. Oh, Ooh. what? There were like 20 games you had to play, you know, honor system, play all of them and vote for like your five favorites. Mm-hmm. And there were some I really did not like. Uh-oh. Yeah. But Depict was on my list and then it won game of the year. And I was like, okay. Okay, this I'll take that one. This system the, is not this was rigged. An accept- <laughs> it was like my number five. I think Redder was on there too. I really liked Redder. So I was oh, a little Redder sad was- that didn't win. Mm. But so I was good. like. I was like, at least something I didn't ab- abjectly hate. Won. Right, right. Some right. of the something I voted for won. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like a real small panel. Judges like 15, 20 people probably. Twenty ten was a year of freeware. That was Hero Core too. That year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oof. Probably, probably some of your games I should check out. Well, no, Hunters was the next year. Hunters was yeah, early Hunters 2011. Was 2011. God, for some I, reason, I always think Hunters was 2013. I don't know why. Me neither. Yeah, like, we celebrated the 10th anniversary last year. We did a whole stream about it. I know, I just always think and, it was And we'll celebrate the 10th anniversary this year. And we'll celebrate the 10th anniversary this year. Because time is an illusion. <laughs> Press space to win 2019. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Rhett. Hey, hey, how's it, how you, how you, how's it going over there? It's going as well as it can. Going I guess as well as it can. <laughs> unless you can, unless we keep reminding ourselves of time, I think we need to kind of like make a promise yeah. at some point to stop reminding ourselves of time. <laughs> it feels I, like I, again, I saw a tweet the other day. You know, Smash Mouth was really right when they said the years start coming, they, they, they don't, don't stop, stop coming. coming, and they don't stop coming. Yeah, they really don't stop. It does, and I, yeah, like I, like I said earlier in the show, every time I hear time, it's just like I start to hear us dying in real time. So, Red, hey, hey. So I'm gonna try to go through a couple things relatively mm-hmm. quickly because I had a lot I want to talk about, but my throat's also not doing the best, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something I thought I was going to cut, but John really wanted me to talk about it. Yes. Um, so this was another kind of revisit via a sequel thing. Uh, I watched Yuki Yuna is a Hero Season 3. Mm. <laughs> okay, so this is here because it is just the most bizarre production I've ever seen. So I've been trying to go over this in my head for like how to <laughs> explain this. Mm-hmm. So for the purpose, so Yuki Yuna season one was the thing I thought, oh, they kind of made Monica, but they didn't go so nuts with it by the end, like that sequels were largely impossible. 
and they sought to franchise it a bit because they immediately were like, hey, and here's like four spinoff light novels about other characters, <laughs> like the Yuki Yuna multi-universe. Uh-huh. Um, season two of the anime adapts one of those novels and and is a sequel. So for the purposes of this conversation, when I say season two, I mean the sequel stuff. Mm. So because, and I watched that, I think last year, I don't remember. <laughs> last year could also mean 2020 at this point. I truly don't remember. And like that one had aired a while ago, but again, it was a thing where, oh, Simple Gear Friends made me realize, hey, they made a season two of Yuki Yuna. Right. And then I actually really liked season two. Mm -hmm. But so I revisited that a couple weeks ago for the season three we season three viewing. And the way season two ends seems to completely close the door for sequels. Oh, OK. So so when they announced season three, everyone was like, huh? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you people doing? <laughs> because season two. They do the thing. They close that door. They're not magical girls by the end. They win, you know? It's The story is done. Completely right. done. Gotcha. So it's like, okay, either they're going to do... So basically, I rewatched that and I have a good time with season two. Season three is just... Wow, this really, really didn't need to be a thing, huh? Ah. Because it starts with an episode of the main characters set between the two seasons. It's kind of a slice of life. Fun episode in between seasons one and two. Fine. Then one of the characters goes to visit, like, the government that exists in that universe, the Taisha, and is told a story about some other characters. And then that goes on for, like, three and a half episodes. Hmm. So what they're doing is adapting one of the other spinoff light novels <laughs> and doing it, like, in-universe. Right. So it's a character being told about these up like the B team. Oh. Here's what these other characters are doing while you guys are just, you know, doing your season one and two adventures. But the uh. problem is, is that original light novel took place over the entirety of season two. So in the anime adaptation, it kind of gets to a mild climax and then just ends because their story hasn't hasn't happened yet because we're only in between seasons one and two right now. Yeah. So then they like montage a bunch of the stuff that happens in season two to be like, okay, now it's a new year's party. And like season two is very specific about when things are happening. Cause when one of the characters has a diary. So I'm like, Oh, thir January 13th and 16th are like when things really popped off. We're at new year's right now. And then the main, the main characters, they have a book and they read a story about a different group of characters. What? And that is also an ad an, ad ad an, adaptation an adaptation of of one of the light novels. Jeez. Oh, so this one, they're reading a story about the original heroes from 100 years ago. And I've all so I follow a lot of Simple Gear fans who also like Yugi Yuna, and this this specific light novel is the one I've always heard is the best, mm -hmm. the best part of the franchise. So, and was I I had known going in that season three was going to have an adaptation of that, so I was excited. And it starts in a pretty buck wild way, where uh -oh. it is like so it's a flashback arc, and it's like it's like a news conference being like, here are our five new heroes. 
these five young middle school girls are going to protect our city from the blah, blah, blah. And then it smash cuts to two of them dead on the ground. (laughs) And the other three are freaking out. Good. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty. They're nailing it already. Immediately throws you into the action intro. Right. Very, uh. I know it makes an impression for sure. Mm-hmm. What I would later find out on my anime list is that is not how the novel went. Oh. <laughs> the anime, for the sake of time, just cut the first half of the story out. Oh, okay. And I thought maybe that's fine. Maybe it's fine to just get to the juicy bits here. Mm-hmm. But what I found watching it is that for the remaining characters that survive the last the other 3 it's not as fun having them break if you have no idea who they were yeah. beforehand it doesn't really work if you don't have that build up yeah that's a very delightful way of phrasing that ret <laughs> but i mean one of them goes no. yandere so immediately but i you literally don't see her before the fall that's the problem mm. So it's like you only have this one negative view of her where she's not a character before she freaks out, you know? So it's just... It's just going... So it just kind of feels like it's going through the motions of having this big, tragic, emotional arc without any of the setup or to yeah, make that Yeah, without actually earning it. Yeah. Because they're doing, you know, a light novel and again, three and a half episodes. Yeah which is just not enough time. And they do that by literally skipping the first half of the story. Mm. Weird. So, so main cast finishes reading that story and goes, wow, what a tragedy, yada, yada, yada. And then it like, it yada, yada, yada is through the remaining stuff of season two up to the last episode. And then the last couple episodes of season three are just, we're going to do a remake of the final battle of season two, except it's going to be two episodes now instead of one. And remember that B team I mentioned earlier? It's going to have a bunch of new insert scenes with them. Uh, huh. But because it doesn't replace the original because you have none of that buildup from seeing the main cast because they just, they literally like montage through all their scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, okay, now we're just watching the final battle again. And there's some stuff I really like, the additions in there, those with some of the new shots they added. But then there's like, oh, I don't like the music here. I don't like this music change here. Or like the stuff with the B-team characters, who again, they're being positioned as like characters that were involved in the final battle that the main cast had no idea that they even existed. Mm-hmm. So it's like their contrib- their contributions do not matter. Huh. So it's just so weird. So you and like the second part, the second episode of that, I honestly am not sure what they did to change it from how it originally was in season two, other than make each each shot linger for a few seconds longer to fill out time. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. They took they took a battle that was one episode and made it into two, and then like people even even figured out like Oh, yeah, the first part was like eight minutes turned into 24, and then the second one was just 20 minutes turned into 20. I don't know. It's like, it's just the same kind of episode. Uh. And finally, at the end of all that, there is a 13th episode that is just true ending epilogue. 
<laughs> so you finally get some new resolution with the original cast. Weird. And the, so you could watch that episode by itself after season two. And the extra funny part about it is why you can do that is because there's like maybe 30 seconds of the BT in a minute. <laughs> like those characters just did not add a whole lot. Oh, I, I feel like this seems like a thing in Japanese media sometimes is this mm-hmm. kind of um, like the in these like media properties where you get like the big story and then you get the sequel prequel thing and then you get all yep. these sides and you get all these side stories everything's and, a big multimedia franchise yeah yeah, yeah. E- even outside that like i just finished like i wasn't going to talk about this but i read the mm. jk haru sequel book and it's a collection of shorts short stories and like it, it's it's just kind of interesting like the first book had like and here are some side short stories we wrote um uh, sorts short stories we wrote in addition to that mm. and it made me think of like Dong and Rampa having all those extra like side things. Oh, God, side. Th- I remember side trying to get through the Dong and Rampa stuff and realizing I do not care yeah, about a fucking just, thing outside the games. Yeah, like I, I'm not here for any of that stuff. Like I tried to read Zero and was just like, no. It seems like Yuki Yuna is sort of a, a situation where that stuff is sort of hitting a critical mass of. Oh yeah, of. This is very awkward to do any to adapt into like well, a linear story following up these first two seasons of television. But I think they did this years. one in like a specifically awful way. Mm-hmm. Where I think if they had just done a six episodes of the prequel story and then something else for the B team, that would have been better. Gotcha. It, it's specifically the the way they montage it into ca- the main cast hearing about these other characters on the side and then just redoing an entire episode without any of the build-up to it. It's just, like, the worst way I think you could do with this. <laughs> God. That's wild. Especially when people like that prequel novel so much and mm. then they don't adapt the first half of it. Mm. Like, I saw someone say on my timeline, like, I tried to make, like, a fantasy opening for it, but it's kind of difficult when two <laughs> of the characters aren't alive. Right. Like, there's so little footage of those two. Yeah, you can't do much with that. God, that's like, wild. Geez. Some great opening shots of them dead. <laughs> I mean, so that's the thing. It's like, you get you get the opening shot, and then you get them dead, and then you do get a couple flashback shots, mm-hmm. but it's so not enough to have any impact, because you already know where the story's going at yeah. that point. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. already went, really. The funny thing about Yuki Una is that season one and... One of the light novels, I believe, aired at concurrently. <laughs> and there's some crazy, like, chapter one of the anime, chapter one of the light novel, chapter two of the anime, chapter two of the light novel viewing order. That having read both, those, not read both of those series, but like knowing both of those stories, seems like it would hit the spoilers in just the right order. That I'm like, John, you got to try this. <laughs> <laughs> Just read it. I found like, yeah, I found yeah. that specific reading order. I was like, watch this episode, then read this chapter, then watch this episode, then read this chapter, which is so fucking funny. Because the thing is that the the first season of the anime totally spoils that light novel. Mm-hmm. Like they just tell the char- again, they tell the characters what happened in the past in the story. So I think there's an order of 
events that will hit really well if you do it as published, basically. God, that's so fucking funny. So it's like, if they nail that a couple of years, and I think the B-Team story that they adapted in Season 3 mm-hmm. was also published at the same time as Season 2 was airing. It's like, that's how it was originally intended to be viewed. But it <laughs> oh, just... God. God, you know what? You know what this makes me fucking think of? I was thinking what? What, what I was, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, for sure. I think Kingdom Hearts like, is like the king of bullshit side material. Here's all this bullshit side material we're going to work in. Like apparently and apparently um, Polly, it looks like you're talking, but we're not hearing you. I'm not. Oh, Hi. no, that's just the yeah, that's the I got the mic open okay. thing. Oh, okay. so the mic sensitivity is set to always be loud, so I don't cut in and out for you guys. Okay. Okay. I figured that wasn't a problem. I just know I've had that happen to me. It's always very demoralizing. Mm. Um, so the um, so with like Kingdom Hearts, it's like, oh, here we released Kingdom Hearts two, and then we wrote some side novels, and then we <laughs> yeah. adapted side novel material into Final Mix, and then we made an epilogue game that goes back. Ugh. And fills in more blanks in final in Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 final mix. And like at no point does the thing become complete. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're trying to mitigate these problems. So it can when, when it's done badly, that's that's kind of how it feels. When it's done well, I think it's a really cool idea of just like just constantly like being willing to play around and explore more perspectives mm-hmm. in this story. Um but then when it's done poorly, like with this adaptation, it seems like it, it can just feel... Well, again, I think open. season three on its own is a, is a specifically bad way of doing it. Yeah. Where it's like, I think season one with the first prequel light novel at the same time being published is cool. The second mm-hmm. one apparently didn't hit as well because people were like, the, like, the B-team story, people never really seem to even like that one to begin with. God. But it's like, there's an idea there, at least. But I also think like... We're always going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to Japanese media, especially stuff being released on a weekly basis. Because, like, anime gets translated pretty fast these days. Light novel Mm -hmm. chapters do not. Like, Mm -hmm. no one knew what was happening in that light novel at the time the anime was coming out in, like, 2013 or whatever. Like, you wait years for those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that one might have gotten the anime adaptation before anybody translated the novel. (laughs) <laughs> God, that's wild. Um, so what was my, oh, okay. So my next quick thing is I watched Index or not Index. Um, a certain Scientific Railgun season three. Mm-hmm. Yes, speaking which of which is a spinoff fluted universe. Oh <laughs> Maybe the biggest one. The wiki entry for fucking Index and then Railgun is just. I can't. Like, I wanted I wanted so bad to be into Index and Railgun back in the day, and then the more it started ballooning and becoming this too big of a thing to keep track of, I was just like, <laughs> fuck it, this is Marvel movies to me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> the fact that those, those early seasons were like over 10 years ago now, and it just seems to keep on trucking. Yeah. Where... My Hero Academia sounds like it's wrapping up, which is crazy. Like, I think the author is, is kind of bored of that one. Mm-hmm. So, like, that seemed poised to be the next. This is never going to yeah. end, and now it actually is ending. Yeah. Where Index is just kind of... It's not the biggest in the world, but it just... It's big keeps enough. Keeps going. Yeah. 
So Got back and looking at the list of light novels, it's staggering. I read so I read the first light novel like mm-hmm. a couple like a month ago, and it was hey, guess what? It's fucking great. <laughs> That's like the first four episodes of season one, yeah. though. Yeah, I believe it. It's fucking good. It was good, good, good shit. But it's like that's Good such a shit. It's not even a bit major part of season one. It's just like the scratch of the surface. Oh yeah, it's that's, the first of the. It's the first volume of the first light novel series, which is twenty two volumes, and then there oh is a second God. light novel series, and that does not scratch Railgun. <laughs> well, Railgun's a manga, so I think yes. that takes longer to tell the same kind of length story because mm-hmm. it's got all them pictures in there. But anyways, mm-hmm. so. I always preferred the index anime to the railgun anime. Yep. yep. And then they took like a nine year break <laughs> and I kind of done. And then they came out with index season three a couple years ago. Oh man. Yeah. This sound like this stunk up the joint and people did not like that one. Mm. So I have not watched that. It has a pretty damning score on Oof. my anime list. And people are saying like they try to adapt like nine novels in a single what? season. Which is just a bite too far, apparently. Like, too much to bite to chew yeah, off. Yeah, that's out. way mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. So the pacing is just nightmarish if you're anime only. Like, if you've, see- if you've read those stories, you'll probably know where they are. Mm-hmm. If you're just watching the anime, you're going to be confused as fuck. Because, like, I can't imagine the amount of detail getting cut to cram that all in. So, so there's, there's the original light novel, 22 volumes, a certain magical index, New Testament, 23 volumes that concluded in 2019 last year. And then um, a new one started in 2019. That's um, certain magical in- in- index Genesis Testament. And it is ongoing. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I have no idea where the anime is at. They might they could still be on. The, on I the think first. I think they're finishing the I think the three scenes of the anime finished the first run. God, that's pro- that's probably why they tried to rush out nine in the s- third season yeah. is to finish that specific arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched Index season three. Like the re- reviews were just too much. And, and I was kind of at the point of like, it's been so long since it's season two. I could probably just rewatch season two and have a better time because I don't remember shit from it. Mm. But I've, I had kind of felt like I was just done with that series just based on the time lapse, mm-hmm. like the time that passed. Because then they did a spinoff of the character Accelerator, and people seemed to like that ad- adaptation a little bit better. Can mm-hmm. I bring things down again, for a second? Something, sure. just, something just hit me on my Twitter feed out of nowhere, and it kind of knocked me on my ass. Uh, oh, right, I think right, I know what you're talking about. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah. God damn. Sorry, that just hit me, and I needed to say something. Mm, uh, yeah. I needed to say something, or I was gonna start fucking crying. But sorry oh, about that. Uh, yeah, love Polly. Yeah, rest in peace, sir. Happy New Year. Happy <laughs> fucking New Year. God damn. Anyway, it's <laughs> got sorry. Yeah, not a, yeah, it's tricky. Red, tricky needle to thread there tonally. No, uh, go ahead. It's definitely important to say it. Okay, Thanks, so. Polly. Season three of Index, people mm-hmm. st- people didn't like it. I skipped it. Mm-hmm. Accelerator, people seemed yeah on it. I That's skipped the it. one everybody wanted back in the day too. Oh yeah, because he's John. You you should probably at least read the next 
yeah. novel. Accelerator is just the most ridiculous fucking edge boy bullshit. <laughs> he is so edge boy. Oh my god. I so think to, be clear, to be clear, the first volume was like it was like really good, but also pretty it felt very dumb because it was just like running at a hundred miles an hour for two hundred pages, and it's just like, and now I will I will die for this this nun that crash landed in my in my house. Yep. And then it's just like immediately throw running into Chuny bullshit from I there. Mean, he has good. the cursed arm. Like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's got your oh, two yeah. things. He's got right everything up you want. It's 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 fate bullshit, but it actually precedes fate by two years. Oh my god, yeah. What? What the fuck? I think so. Yeah, magical index. I read it and it was like, oh, this is like S tier fate bullshit. And then I read and then I was looked at the dates like this precedes fate. This is what? this is formative Chuny bullshit. Oh, this yeah. was the yeah, Chuny yeah, yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. that defined Chuny bullshit for a generation. Oh my god. Was magical index. 2004. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking great. <gasps> okay, so uh then they made Railgun season three. And mm-hmm. pe- I'm taking way too long on this one, I'm sorry. Um Railgun season three, and people oh, really god. liked that one, and I didn't get to it immediately. And then I had mentioned I was doing like I looked through my anime list just for very high scoring shows and kind of made a list of like things to keep in the pocket for when I'm looking for something to watch. And then that was the one that jumped out to me because I was like, hey, I know this series and people seem to really like season three of Railgun. And so I finally watched it. And yes, it's, it's extremely good. Ooh. I was like, oh, no, I'm back in. You're back in it. You're back in the game. Because, <laughs> God, like the first like 15 episodes are just like this perfect shonen arc where it just <laughs> it with like like you're following a bunch of characters and they're all having their individual battles that all kind of connect to this one greater storyline. Mm-hmm. So you're just cutting between viewpoints. And it's just not a ton is happening per episode, but it's all just extremely cool. I can't really explain it. It just, it made me so in love with anime in yeah. a way. It just, it reminded me, and this is a weird comparison of the good parts of FMA brotherhood, which mm-hmm. is like another one where it's like, just enormous amounts of time building up these huge climaxes like that that last arc in the city is like again it's like an entire season it's like the last 13 episodes of just being like hey we're just gonna fight this entire time now (laughs) it's like it may not be a great story but it is a a great explosive battle Mm -hmm. I think being a little more invested in the characters in Railgun made it hit even harder for me that's awesome. The one downside of the season is that then there is a second half that doesn't hit as hard ah. because it's a lot. It's more kind of individual short stories. That's that, that t- sure ties into what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure this is just how it went in the the manga, mm. but it's just like they don't they try to do kind of a connective thread to have to have them all kind of tie together at the yeah. end and adjust doesn't really work at all but you know so the pacing slows down but not as slow as the previous railgun seasons were which was like hey we're gonna dick around for like 10 episodes Mm. and then maybe something cool will happen or this one is definitely kind of keeping it going rolling the entire time and the finale is still extremely cool Mm. for the second half 
So yeah, I really, really like that show. And then I, so then I was so into this show that I went back and watched Accelerator, and it's really not that good. Ah, sucks. The problem is, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna read a little chunk from this book. You you finish your thought first before I derail everything. I think the problem is derail gun everything. Oh god, Accelerator himself isn't very compelling as a protagonist because he's just too fucking strong. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I and I don't think they do a good job animating his powers compared to mm-hmm. how I remember season one of the anime doing it, where it's mm-hmm. just like he just kind of looks at things and they die. Like he's really too strong to be animated <laughs> as a compelling protagonist. Mm. So they that's kind of, of the, that's sort yeah. of like the the conflict a lot of Chuni stuff runs into is like the it's like the core appeal for a lot of people is just like extremely overpowered abilities yeah in their pro tags but then the thing that actually makes it interesting and lasting is when you put them in meaningful danger and there are stakes and yeah. those two can kind of conflict so well that's the thing is he's, he's a villain in in index he mm. is the number one ranked fi- or the number one level five mm-hmm. and toma has to fight him <laughs> that's that's why he's interesting to begin with but then when he becomes the protagonist it's like well he just sure. looks at things and wins you know <laughs> so Man. what they do is they kind of make him not the focus of the story there's yeah. a new character introduced and mm. he kind of tags along with this girl and, and as she goes through her story but it's still not particularly Ooh. great as a season and the animation is such a downgrade from <laughs> Uh, Railgun season three, hmm. where it almost because uh, this of all the anime, this is the only one done by like a different studio, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like JC staff came in halfway and we're like, what the fuck, we gotta fucking write this ship because the second half is like markedly better for some reason. But at the start, it's like it feels like one of those like anti OVAs almost oh, where it's my. just the animation is just just truly rough stilted right. and especially coming straight off of Railgun was just like mm. oh no it's really rough when the light novel adaptation feels like a light novel adaptation in that really <laughs> yeah. rough way yeah. yeah when there's like lots of conversations adapted verbatim mm. like long conversations with like two people in a room it's also rough. Yeah. This one is more like action is happening, but we don't have the budget for it. So here's Oof. some speed lines. Oof. <laughs> Part of why I wanted to watch this one is that there are characters in Railgun season three in this, and they mention the events of this briefly. But their powers and abilities are done so much better in Railgun, where I just, I kind of just liked them less after seeing Accelerator. Ah. Because it's like, oh, it's fu- it's four versus one, but we're all just kind of going to do our one thing against Accelerator and then lose <laughs> instead of like having a real fun dynamic battle where like multiples, they're all fighting Misaka at once and weird, interesting power combinations. They don't do that at all. It's just it's just very stilted kind of dry action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because of that, I'm definitely skipping out on in- rail Ugh. index season three. <laughs> If that one is liked even less than this, I was like, okay, yeah. there's the line. It seems like Railgun season three was what you was what we for you sure. Needed. Yeah, that was fantastic. 
But apparently that one has roughly caught up to the manga, so I don't know if they're going to do another one for a gotcha. long time. But apparently they're going to keep making it. <laughs> Can I read this little excerpt here? Sure. Just... It wasn't just a ball of fire. Inside those brightly blazing flames was a core of thick petroleum-like bile. The core had the shape of a man. It looked like a human being covered in suffocating black oil. Like a bird fallen victim to an oil spill, it burned incessantly. Its name was Innocentius, the Witch Hunter King, and its very name implied certain death. The flame gi flaming giant with inevitable death's moniker spread its arms and charged at Toma Kamijo like a bullet. Paragraph break. Out of the way. Boom. Delivering a simple backhand with all the annoyance of brushing through a spiderweb, Toma Kamijo swatted away the sorcerer's final trump card. The oil-drenched <laughs> human figure of the flaming giant sprayed out in all directions like a water balloon pierced by a needle. <laughs> the anime and, for Index is so funny because every problem is just, and then Toma puts his hand up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they immediately like do like... And then he and then he responds because it's he's actually being created somewhere else. So he has to find the the fucking seals generating yeah. him, or otherwise he otherwise he can't defend against the other attack because he's losing up his hand. It's it's there's some rules there. It's very mm -hmm. clever. I was very I was very drawn in. <laughs> it's good chuny bullshit yeah. though. Oh, it's definitely good. Yeah, I don't mean to diminish it, but it is funny. Like his power is simultaneously insanely overpowered and really weak in yeah. an interesting way. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Sort of, it's it is probably comparable with oh, if this character can touch you in one point with a knife, then you instantly oh. die forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So tr trying to thread the needle with making those kinds of encounters dramatic is interesting. I yeah. think. I don't know. All right. I, I know Thank how you. you do it a few times at the start. I don't know how you do it for like almost two decades at this point. Yeah, it's a lot. Thank you, thank you for digging deep into these multimedia empires. I was well, so see, that's the thing is I do not do dig deep. I watch the animes only. That's both mm. of these. I am the anime only watcher. <laughs> uh, Polly. Hmm? You been up to anything else? I, hmm. I might have been. I might have been. You might have been. Oh, pe playing coy here. I don't know why I'm playing coy. I don't know why I decided to go that route with it. It's was, it was just kind of like I don't know. Let's be coy. Let's 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 tease this out let's a little. Tease bit. it out a little. Bit. I don't know why I'm teasing it out a little bit. I posted about it as I was playing it on Twitter the whole time. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Yeah. So I, uh, I I revisited a bit of a classic. Five years in the can at this point, I believe, or ten, depending on how we're feeling. Um, I revisited Doki Doki Literature Club. Ooh. Um, this is kind of the... And, and I was afraid to. Um, mm -hmm. I, I caught this on sale. Like I got the, the cool physical version for Switch. Uh, mm -hmm. I caught it on sale while well, out and about. And it's like, hey, I, you know what? I wasn't going to get this, but I will grab this for that price. And uh, went ahead and snapped it up. And after I finished uh, Udonga and X, I was just like, let's let's... Let's hop into to visual novel land for a bit. See how that goes. Mm -hmm. um, so I had this sitting around. I had I, like and I got a couple other visual novels for Christmas and stuff. I got a lot of visual novels for Christmas now that I think about it. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. Um, so I went ahead and was like, "All right, Doki Doki Literature Club. It has been five years since we've gone around the bend, and a lot has been said about you. 
Um, Far too much. Far too much. Um, (laughs) I mean, we all know it as literally the 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 visual novel that said that saved visual novels and it saved them from the Japanese. Basically, if you listen to some people talk, Um, but this this game has been talked to death um, for the last five years in some in in some genuine and some disingenuous ways. I feel, and I was kind of worried that. All of that maybe had colored my uh, impression of this story and just how everything kind of plays out and how it's presented and everything. You kind of worry that, like, maybe the brain worms kind of work their way in or maybe you've heard so much discourse about something at this point that it's just like the game has become the discourse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I'm happy to report that is not the case. Um, Doki mm-hmm. Doki Literature Club, as soon as I loaded this up and like the, the music started for the first scene, I just immediately felt drawn back in. <laughs> yes. Just like, just immediately, oh, this just feels like I'm coming back home for some reason. Like, all right. Uh-huh. Like, I know this story. I know where it goes. I'm just here to watch the movie again to see how it plays out and see like, you know, like, and notice the little nuances I didn't notice before because now that I know the story and I see some very clever wordplay being utilized by our antagonist throughout the story, kind of <laughs> the way that things keep getting painted and the way, like, it, it's very, very, like, it's a very clever game. Uh, I think that that story, those characters, the way everything, like, the reveals, everything still holds all, that holds the fuck up so well. Like, I was, cool. I was almost astounded that, like, I hadn't cooled on it to some degree because I feel that like by the time we were writing game of the decade lists, I had cooled on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but like, like I said, like when I threw it on and immediately just kind of felt at home, it was like, Oh, this is, this is going to hit again, isn't it? And goddamn that piano, <laughs> pianos, then the singing starts right at the end, and you listen to them lyrics and what they mean, and God damn it, got me all over again. Um, just crap, man. Um, so this is the plus version where they had to go in and kind of they had to make their own OS because this is ported, you know, to the Switch. Uh, so they had to kind of make a new layer on top of that to run RenPy under, which is really interesting. Um, oh. Uh, so they do that, yeah, like, and that's how you kind of finagle. That's how you do all the file finagling you have to do uh, at the end. And it's like they still like remember to put all the stuff in that gets put in those folders as you're playing that game because throughout the course of the game, like if you go back and look at the folders, like even on the original PC game, like there's still stuff like they're they're fucking with the files there, and you can find files that like pop up and get deleted at random points and stuff like that. So they still managed to include all that in the uh, with the original uh, stuff there with their little, their new OS, which I thought was really cool. Like, okay, you, you found a cool yeah. way to do this. It, it, like, they do kind of like, you know, they, like, the, the, the secret's out at this point, right, of what DDLC is. So they actually spoil mm-hmm. it on the back of the box. It's like, hey, the, the psychological horror giant comes to console. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's, but it's also just like, okay, the M rating on the box kind of gives it away, too, that yeah, there's something, up, there's something up here. It's definitely tricky when it's like I want it to be a surprise, but also I have to put content warnings. Yeah, like you can only get released on consoles if you go to the ESRB, and they've got to list everything that's in your game. So you've got blood, cursing, suggestive content, <laughs> death. I'm like, okay. Um, 
But yeah, like, uh, just from start to finish, I still really enjoyed that original story again. Like I said, the song cool. completely just fucking wrecked me again. It was like, okay, yeah, this, this, this got the praise that it deserves, uh, and it's, it's, it's all deserved, I think. Um, cool. Yeah, like that held up. But um, the cool thing, though, with DDLC Plus is that it comes with a bunch of cool side story content. Um, mm -hmm. And the side story content takes place in an alternate universe. Um, it does not have the male protagonist. Um, so what you get is this origin story of the Literature Club itself and these four girls coming together to form their own friendships through the creation of this club. And... and where, where where they start to kind of like you 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 have these characters and sort of the caricatures I feel that they're presented as in the mm -hmm. main game, and then like you use that as a solid foundation to start building really emotional relationships in this part of the game, uh, despite mm -hmm. the fact that it is you know an entirely you know quote unquote alternate reality. But again, that's just kind of the nature of what DDLC is when you know the trick and what it's doing. Uh, and all of that. But this takes that male counterpart out and lets you kind of get down and dirty into like understanding these characters for who they are. Um, and and this is, the, the side content feels like um, like a gentle response, I guess, to people that probably felt that, that, that felt that the original game's handling of mental illness maybe wasn't that great. Um, mm -hmm. This doesn't feel like, you know, like, fine, here's that story that you... It's more just like, no, you know, you, you're right, and I get it, and I want to write a story that addresses that in a very human way. Uh, and that's really what you're getting in these side stories. Um, like, it, like it, it, it's primarily about dealing with various aspects of mental health and weird personality quirks and kind of learning to get along with people when you have these differences that maybe you can't help or maybe they need help getting over um and being able to be that friend and like understanding them and being there for them and 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 knowing how to do that and i feel like this these side stories that's what they're doing like it respectfully really handles issues like with depression and like how you share that with others and and, and how you help someone with it or how you can best be there for them mm -hmm. even when they feel that like nothing helps right now you can still do something and not like be overbearing or or like like feelings of isolation uh respecting boundaries um how we're like we, we get stuck in our head with our own negative thoughts and sometimes like how you have to work through that um mm -hmm. and and leaving toxic friends uh behind like it really covers this such a wide gamut of things and it doesn't feel like it's doing it in this pandering kind of way it's just these characters that are going through some shit but they came together and they're trying to like grow, slowly grow to understand each other and none of it's presented in this like like kid glovey fashion like where like you know it's all smiles and happy endings and stuff um but this the side stories also remove all the psychological horror stuff too like again this is just a human mm. story um and um it really feels that l l like it's not handling this stuff with kid gloves like it'll put it out there in, in its ugly form and, and then like approach it with an understanding and a kindness um while still retaining like the 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 the, the weight that the issues that they're dealing with entails um 
if, if that makes sense. Um, and in a way, it really feels that, like, he put this out there, like, to help people. It really feels... Aww. It feels like it's coming from such a genuine and, and caring and warm place. Uh, and, 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 like, it hit me... The, the thing that really, yeah, it, it, it hit me very hard uh, numerous times. Like, um, like I knew one or two of these characters were going to have a thing or two that I would relate to a lot, and it was just going to kind of, like, hit me in a certain way. I didn't mm -hmm. expect nearly every character. I didn't expect to be empathizing and, 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 and seeing myself in every single character and the issue they were dealing with. So there were a lot of times <laughs> where I was playing this like three and a half hour side story content where I had to kind of put the switch down for a couple minutes. Let's recollect ourselves. We are being called out right now, but this game is not being mean <laughs> about it. This game's not being mean about it. It's showing us things about ourselves we maybe don't like right now, and it's okay to face that. Oh. Um, I'm in this game and I don't like it. I'm in this game and I don't like it five times. It's like, stop it! <laughs> There's so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just ended up being a really touching experience um that i wasn't expecting like i didn't know what the side content was at all like i thought mm -hmm. it was just going to be a lot of fan servicey stuff like aha we're gonna do jump scares or something aha. i didn't expect this very warm uh compassionate um human story um from from where that game started like when when i played ddlc the original, I was like, I like these characters. They're fun. Like, they they work well in this story that you're telling. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, by the time I got finished with the side stories, I went from I like these characters that are cool to I love these characters a lot. And, mm -hmm. like, I really care about them. <laughs> um, I think the side stuff really adds a depth to these characters and, and, and their story that wasn't there to begin with. I feel that he wanted to get like, there's a reason he wanted to go back and add this. Like there's something that he had to have felt was missing, I think, or, or something like, it just feels like there's a genuine, honest reason for these stories to be there and to be as honest and, and researched and, and told as truthfully um, and with all the care that they they're being told with I feel like this exists for a reason. And again, I think it's like, I really think it's like trying to like, coming from a place of wanting people to understand that, hey, I see you. Um, and I think that that's a really, really cool thing to have pulled from a story that I know a lot of people see as kind of ugly and, and, and manipulative and gross uh, to also have this side to it where it's like, yeah, it's like, these are people, and you know people like this, and maybe, you know, may, may, maybe learn a little bit about these kinds of things. It's, you know, it's, and it's nothing that's hard to implement. It's all very just simple things, and yeah, like, it, it caught me off guard. Um, not the game that I thought I'd be returning to, uh, <laughs> and then, like, coming away from having an even higher opinion of. Mm -hmm. uh, just an amazing so piece funny. of work. That's so fucking cool, Polly. Yeah, and then I went and read the the the, the Yandere visual novel afterward. <laughs> <laughs> Had too much wholesomeness. I needed to throw myself in the we dumpster. Yes, <laughs> that's wonderful, Polly.
Yeah, I, I think DDLC Plus, if you like that original story in any way, like, did, and, and these characters kind of, like, were anything, like, cool or interesting for you, you need to check mm -hmm. this out, like, because, like, when it's put into this, like, new context and you get to know these characters in the way that you get to, man, it's just so much. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. And you come away from it, like, not feeling sad or anything. It's not that. It's just when you see yourself, you know reflected in a piece of media and then you see like that that's being reacted to with like care and and understanding and 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 uh, a want to connect um i think that that's like the best thing that a piece of media can do um and, and i'm really happy that uh these side stories kind of exist now to give you that extra dimension to kind of go into after you've had you know you, th that main course, which is still so very yeah. potent, um, and that's and that's what's going to pull people in as absolutely. well. Absolutely, like yeah, the, like both the Yandere, Yandere stuff and the meta stuff. That's the the horror stuff. That's all going to pull people in, yeah, and then make them hopefully more receptive to a story like this. Yeah, like that's I think that's cool. I like think that's it, legit. It it feels like a tale of two games in a way. Like it feels like either one of these could have been released as Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> like it just feels like you could have just released this really sweet story and just called it Doki Doki Literature Club because it's still oh. about the literature club, you know. Like, cool. you know, it's it, it, it's such a really cool thing. I'm glad that this exists. I'm happy that like rather than it just being kind of like bad fan servicey side stuff or you know just things mm -hmm. like that, like memes. yeah, memes. Like I really expected this stuff to just lean into all of that. That's what I thought because I didn't look any of this shit up. Mm -hmm. I like going into everything as blind as I can be. So when I went into the side stories address, I was like, all right, here come the funny memes. And then like I'm halfway through the first side story and I have to put the controller down because they did a, they, they one fucking line of dialogue that wasn't even dialogue. It was just something scrawled on the screen. I was like, fuck, okay, I got to put this down for a sec. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. But yeah, like DDLC Plus is absolutely like worth like the... 15 bucks or something it is digitally i think i've only yeah. I, I paid like 15 for the physical but it like the physical is still only like 25 like with all the stuff you get with it so yeah yeah it, i amazing. think it's 15 on steam and it was even cheaper during the sale yeah it was like 12 something like that on uh, during the yeah. sale but yeah like this is absolutely worth it if you love that original story or you really connected with it in any way or thought it was cool if you want to see these characters kind of truly shine i think as people and really like dig into who they are uh which you just you can't do in the kind of story that that original game is you know given that it's supposed mm -hmm. to be a dating sim and you know that's not what the side stories are yeah that's that's really cool. rad Thank you for the thoughts there I am so, so, so happy with this. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, this is not the thing that I expected to kind of blow my mind, like, you know, so early in the years. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fucking amazing. Holy shit. That's so nice. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. John! Yeah? I do believe we got one more segment left. What you got for yeah. us? Yeah. I got a couple little things. Uh-huh. Just to kind of close this out for the night. Sure, sure. Um, I did play, I finally played a short hike. Oh god, that game's lovely. It's so cute. It's just a very cute. It's just it is just we came up with a 
gorgeous aesthetic. We came up with a really cute way of moving, and then we have created a game that is basically just explore this cute island. Um, mm. I'm sort of creatively jealous of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very well done. Yeah, like um, it, it's got such a solid and 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 well put together narrative through line. Like the gameplay mm. feels really good. Like it's such a full fucking package. I know. I I, I had a really nice time with it. Um, I think you could probably accuse it of being like a little cluttered up with mm. too much game. Yeah, um, for what that, it is. Yeah, but like not to the point where I feel like it really compromises the emotional no, core. No, there. no, 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 no. It's just, it, like you could have pulled some of this game out and still got your point across. Hmm. Um. Still very extremely nice. Yeah. Um. I had a stranger at a bar tell me, "Have you played a short hike?" When I said that I like games. Oh wow, that's an interesting poll. That's not the poll oh. that I would expect at a bar. I like this. I like that game. I was like, "Oh, that looks very cute." Uh, <laughs> thought that was. I thought that was funny. A that's, funny story. That's pretty I don't good. Know if that was the. I don't know if that was the thought that led to me like, "Ah, oh, let's fuck it. Let's let's play this one." Um. But it was just two hours. Had I explored mm. as much as I wanted to, which was which was pretty. Pretty thoughtfully. Um, yeah. It's a pretty beefy little island. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finished it up and I felt really nice about it. Just It's a nice little thing. If you got that um, uh, bundle uh, last year the, for Racial Injustice, um, yeah. you have that game in your in your library. So if you pick that up, go play it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, there. This was. I think this was a homework game. I think this was a game that became very big on like indie game Twitter, yeah. where I was kind of look, starting to look at it with a little bit of resentment, mm. like uh. everybody's saying I'm supposed to play this game. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm not going to. I, I don't. And then, <laughs> so then I played it, and I was like, Oh no! This is actually this is actually lovely. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> um, and then the very last one I want to talk about. Um, close out the podcast for the mm-hmm. night. I played Super Crush KO. Hey, mm. I think probably like that. that's a video game right there. That's just a beat 'em up that feels fucking great. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I've like grokked the Devil May Cry system. Like it makes visceral sense to me now. Like I feel like that opens me up to a lot of cool experiences. Mm. Um, it makes the most sense to me when it's in a 2D game because 2D games are easier to understand they're, they're and better. better than 3d games 2d games are better than 3d games so this is better this is this is super crush ko is like 2d platformer devil may cry yeah like it's very it's just like pass pastel gentle cute devil may cry yeah yeah it's so fucking cute <laughs> um i i did what i know what polly did i s ranked all the stages i had fun doing it yeah! i got all the achievements um, it's just a, it's just a fun little package. It's delightful. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it just feels really good. <laughs> it just feels really good. And it's fleshed out enough that it doesn't fall into like any rope patterns. I could see wanting to go for the S S plus. Right? Did you ever get the, all the S plus? Rates? No, no, there's not uh, even, I don't even think there's a reward for doing that. I don't think. No, it's not an achievement, which I thought was gentle. It's like, yeah. Oh Yeah. Getting the S ranks is pretty easy. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 pretty non stressful. Mm-hmm. This feels like a game that like gently inviting people into this world. Of, oh yeah, of of <laughs> style style action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked it a lot. Um, the, there's not there's a very it's a very small story. Like it doesn't go in for anything big at the end or anything. No. Like you're just here. It's also not too many levels. I was like 
I could easily imagine like a mobile game version of this that has like 60 levels. Oh yeah. Um, it, this is just like, what? Gen. this is just like, it's 20 levels, 20 levels, like, and yeah. like, a, like some boss fights and like, yeah, that's including the boss fights. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it is snappy. It is dude. real snappy. It's a snug three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I am very happy to have played this little thing. It got me, it got me playing beat 'em ups too. I played the a couple of the Power Rangers games because I was just like, oh yeah, I like two D beat 'em ups mm-hmm. that are like kind of platformery. Like I like this language. There's not a lot of them. No, but they're cool. Yeah, I mean, you're speedrunning one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speedrunning the best one, of course. You're speedrunning the best one, of course, yeah. and the most, the most snappy, the best. Scrolling. Oh yeah, like just like it's, it's got the best, it's got the best performance probably of any of these games. If you want to play the bad dudes of a new generation, well, Super Crush KO can't be that, but it's a lot closer than yeah. what. Like they, they could have called, are. they could have called Super Crush KO bad dudes too, and I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. So that was it. <laughs> John, oh shit! You didn't talk about it, John. I was waiting for you. Oh my god! I played Transa Ruby. Yes, you did. Jeez. God, that's funny. I was waiting for was... you to talk about it because you're the one that played it first. Oh my god, I was waiting for you to talk about it. That's very no, funny. No, you talk about it. No, you no, talk you about, it. about it. I like this game a lot. Transaruby is rad the... as fuck. I did a, I did a, uh, uh, man, okay, let me explain to you how I came across this game and why I think it's funny sure. that I like this game so much. So, <laughs> so, what, about a year or two ago, it was, I think it was right before we did the, uh, the Higurashi streams, I think, uh, I played Faerun on stream. Fucking got real mad about it. That game, that game kind of made me mad because it was like, I hate all these hidden walls. It's stupid. It's dumb. Get out of here, fantasy walls. You're dumb. Um, and I just, I didn't, I wasn't patient with it. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to like look at the world in the way that developers wanted me to. Um, that's well, to be that, fair, you're in good company because that's one of the games I came really, I, I championed very hard yeah. and out of like. The ten or so friends that played it, pretty much all of them were like, "Meh, the, yeah. the shmup level is really annoying." Why is the shmup level that's <laughs> bad? It's not the shmup level that's bad. It's the literal walls with no telegraphing. There's I telegraphing. Had, it's fine. just you have to kind of key in. You walk behind the column. Is that's really bullshit. dumb. I think that's the dumbest one. But anyway. So it was just like, I was just like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I'm never playing another skip more game in my life, which is people that made it. So flash forward to 2021 and the steam is doing a, um, an indie fest. Two years ago. (laughs) Five years ago. Um, and, uh, I, I watch it like they have an animated banner at the top. Like they're not giving you game names or anything, but I just see this half a second shot of a girl that is turned into a motorcycle riding across the fucking water. <laughs> and it took me a half a fucking hour to find out what this goddamn game was. I had to sit there and poke through every single game on that list to find oh, to find Transa Ruby. And, and so you could have because I've been following this game's development since like 2017. I, I never <laughs> like I could have just posted that image on Twitter and been like, "What is this?" But I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, so I find out it's Transa Ruby. I go look, mm-hmm. there's a free demo. I just download the demo. I don't look at anything else. Mm-hmm. I go to load it up. I load the demo up and the first logo I see is Skipboard and I shit ah. my and I shit my fucking pants. <laughs> like, well, 
Here we go. Gonna hate this. Let's stream it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ended up taking that demo and I streamed. Um, um, uh, I think I streamed Epiphany City, uh, and then I stream. And then uh, after that, we moved over to the Transaruby demo, which I fully expected to to rage quit. So mm -hmm. I, I, it was just like fuck it. This game's gonna wreck me with fantasy walls and everything. But I played it. And was absolutely delighted uh, at at the demo, which shocked the hell out of me because, like, yes, it still had things like fantasy walls, but I was looking for them. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is going to kill me? Like, I was watching with a fucking Hawkeye the whole time so I could be like, what's yes, the language? That one was telegraphed. Yeah. That was telegraphed. Like, like I, really cluing in so I could be like, no. No, yeah, I absolutely was, I was going to be fair with that as well. Like, if the, if I had fallen mm -hmm. off, I would have fully admitted, no, like, I'm an idiot. I just didn't see it. But I played that demo, and that demo is beefy. That that demo is like yeah. an hour it's long. Like if, if you want to play, like, if you want to give Trans Ruby a go, go to Steam. Go download the demo now. I think the demo's on Switch, too. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I played that demo, and it was just like, oh, this is immediately going on my... Like, I found the Skip More game for me, and that's how I came mm -hmm. into knowing Transaruby, was just like, what is this two-second thing that Steam is showing me without a logo or a game name? I need to know what the girl is that turns into the motorcycle, and I had to fucking sit there for a half hour <laughs> to find it. And then that's loading so it up good. the first time, and the first fucking thing I see is Skip More. <laughs> God, that's funny. I uh, did it. I found the Holy Grail. Oh, oh no! Okay, so so John, tell us about Transaruby beyond my dumb uh, experience. I think that's a beautiful journey. Mm -hmm. um, so I played Farron and Farron too. I loved them. Um, I played Kamiko. Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed because Kamiko is like a small four stage action thing. Yeah, like it is a it is not an epic journey in the way that Farron and Farron two. Uh, it, it's a game that's um, kind of meant to be a quick hit of that that kind of energy that they do. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and you out. And I, I love, and I love. Uh, what well, extra fun is when the fucking hyper light drifter dev posted a link to um, Kamiko. Was like, hmm, this really seems like it's ripping off my style or oh, something. Like, get out like, of here, dude! <laughs> get, get the entire fuck out of here! Oh my god, that made me so mad. Oh, Tom said I liked, I liked Faroon. Thank you. Mm. Um. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I was excited for this. Their other thing they've been working on is Picontier, which is just, it looks really pretty. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking Stardew Valley yeah, Minecraft thing. It's and nothing like, I will I, ever play, unfortunately. I'm like, sorry, dog, I can't. I can't play those games. No. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but Transaruby, what is it? That Transaruby. I saw Eclipse, and I was like, okay, so they're doing a Harvest Moon thing, and then they're doing a metroidvania that looks a lot like Faerun, mm -hmm. like structurally. Mm -hmm. um, if it looks, and I was like, oh, I'm very excited for that. I'm really excited to play that when it comes out. And then it took like five years. Yeah, this game like it was under, this game was under production quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels it. It's gorgeous. Uh, oh, this is a good time as any to say it. Get that FM Synth DLC. Get the FM Synth DLC. <laughs> That's what you need. This game calls for it. It's mm -hmm. extremely good. Yeah. Um, it, it has the extra oomph, I think, that the game really benefits from. And then it's also fun just while you're exploring to, like, swap back and forth between the soundtracks. I didn't, like, I, like, 
I don't mind the original OST, but while I was mm-hmm. playing it, I was like, I'm not. Nope, nope. We're staying on FM, baby. Give me that. It mm-hmm. sounds I so good. I stay on FM most of the time, mm-hmm. um, but then when you, you spend a lot of time. I spent a lot of time running around trying to find my way. So There's a couple times where I was stuck for a good while. So I, I got I um, got stuck once and it made me mad because it was just like, I, it literally wanted me to backtrack all the way to an area where there was just this one type of block that I'd only seen one of <laughs> and I couldn't remember what room it was in. And it was only for me to go back to the previous area to get two fucking trans chips. I was like, I was so mad. <laughs> that was the only time the game irritated me a bit. I, I just uh, I just like got stuck on one of the puzzles um, and then I got it and I was like damn I wish I, I easily could have seen that but I just didn't but that's the thing is like when you have a bunch of puzzles lined up in a row where the mm. only way to progress is to solve this one puzzle yeah you're gonna get stuck you're gonna get stuck wow. yeah that's kind of like their thing is that like every like there's not a lot of there's not always a lot of optional content in skip more games it feels like like you kind of have mm. to do everything at some point I think um, that's why they feel so much better to me than, like, fucking Zelda. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. I remember playing Oracle of Seasons and just being, like, like doing going through, like, all these hoops, trying to solve things, exploring, and then I get to the end of a, a thing and I get a heart piece or a fucking ring. Just the, and I'd be like, the worst, oh. right? Like, a heart, like piece a, is the, the face. a heart piece is the worst thing to get. <laughs> the rings are impressive because they managed to make a reward that is less pleasing than a fucking heart piece. <laughs> um, you don't so have that I, in Transal Ruby, though. You don't get that in Transal Ruby. I feel that like they no. always you 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 always get rewarded for your exploration. Mm-hmm. There is more like uh, actual optional stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, fine, but it all feels like reasonably paced out. It doesn't feel like an endless journey. No. Um, to get all of it. Um, and all the optional stuff and all the stuff you need is um, marked clearly is like there's a very clear map to keep you from getting too lost. So like yeah. even when you're stuck on a puzzle, you kind of always know the general area that the solution yeah. to the puzzle has yeah. to be in. Yeah. If you don't um, have a red, if you don't have a red outline on a square, then just kind of follow mm-hmm. the trans chips and those will usually lead you to something that you can start sniffing around on. Um, yeah, exactly. Because the game doesn't always give you an answer straight out. Like sometimes, like the answer is like a puzzle, and you're just you're kind of in a room, and you kind of like I don't know, maybe look around the room a little bit, maybe open your eyeballs a little more, and like oh, oh those are so satisfying when they go well. When it's like those number puzzles, especially the I number felt puzzle, like galaxy that, brain. The, the number puzzle that I just I had to stand up and applaud is when you're pushing the block through the tunnel. And you see the number yep. kind of like like mm. the the rest in the of the foreground. Yeah, you see the number in the foreground as you push the block by it. That was probably my favorite one. That's so choice. Shout outs for having slide puzzles. It didn't make me mad too. Yeah, props. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think the um. I think the way I think one way to talk about this is um. This is a strict Metroidvania. Yeah. This is a you are doing the st- things in this order. Mm-hmm. It's like what Metroid Dread, I thought Metroid Dread was the first yeah, time I played it. Yeah, yeah. like when you play for Metroid sure. Dread the first time, it is that if you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, or, or Metroid, or just or, Metroid yeah. Fusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Metroid Fusion easement has like the similar kind of environment puzzles yeah. to parse through. Yeah. So like, if you don't like that kind of game, this one will grate on you, I think. And I had no friends that are just like, 
so done with this kind of yeah. platformer. Like this can feel like like this is this is the very definition of lock and key. Yeah, it's, it's so lock and key. Yeah. Um, it, one thing I like is that they honestly just take a lot of uh, they just have a lot of actual keys instead of giving you a billion attacks. Yeah. Billion yeah. Power ups. They're just like really fun things to go out to, 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 to explore your way to. Like, I think that yeah. I think what makes it work and doesn't make it feel tedious is that the game is engaging you. Like, you have to kind of stay aware mm-hmm. at all times. Keep aware of your environment. Uh, how your enemies are attacking you, how you need to like freeze them, things like that. Like I think that they're constantly putting interesting and engage, interesting and engaging ways to interact with their world. Um, mm-hmm. And you move between all the different environments at a very nice pace. You're never stuck somewhere way too long. Uh, they don't make you do huge backtracks. Just the one that I didn't like. Uh, but that that's on me because I did not remember where that block was. So if you see any weird blocks, maybe take a note of them where they're at on the map so that when you get a thing that lets you move blocks, then you'll know exactly where to go. Unlike my big dumbass. I did at least one sequence break. I did skip um a thing where you create a bridge across a lake. Oh yeah, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. Jumped into the lake and then got around it before you drown. Yeah, I did I that like, too. And then I, yeah, and then I found the bridge later and I was like galaxy brain yeah hell yeah yeah um so i i think honestly i think that exact pacing is what i like so much about Faroon is that you're just incentivized the, the goal the goal of the language is pay attention to everything and keep your just keep your eyes peeled yeah and poke around um and you'll be rewarded for it mm-hmm. and that's the whole game there's not optional there's not a ton of optional bullshit it's just like keep your eyes peeled yeah. Um and and that's engaging to me. I feel rewarded like when the number puzzle stuff, I with the environmental puzzle stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I just always felt like I was being rewarded for um keeping my eyes open. Yeah. Like um, I I think that like this game helped me understand skip more. Like it helped I was like okay. Mm-hmm. I think I can go back and play Faerun now and get it. And I'm, I want to give Faerun that chance now. Like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. back and reassess that game. Cause I don't remember fuck all about it at this point, because when I played <laughs> it, I finished it out of spite. Um, and I want to go back now with fresh eyes, now that I know kind of how... Like, I know how they telegraph things now. I know what I'm looking for. Um, maybe not, like, mm-hmm. exactly in what Faerun's terminology is going to be, but I know kind of the general idea of how they like to kind of hide things or play with your expectations now uh, because mm-hmm. I've so thoroughly kind of explored what this game does. I would consider jumping to Farron 2 because mm-hmm. Farron 2 um, feels a little redundant coming right off of Farron 1 for like the first hour or so because right. it feels like, okay, I'm kind of playing the same game here. Yeah, I think where that game goes is ultimately like my favorite journey any of these games have taken me on including trans ruby um and i think it might benefit from just jumping (laughs) from not playing it immediately after fair in one okay okay what do you think of the writing and what do you think of the writing in trans ruby because i was like it's a tone that is not it's not deadpan but it's not like Mm -hmm. knee slap or funny like 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 sarubi's like personality is like a very interesting (laughs) to me and how she's written um, having like, because I'm currently in the middle of a second playthrough already. Uh, nice. Um, and just like kind of like, like reading, Kelly, you like these games. I when they're good, you like these games. Yeah, it like I like 
I knew that I kind of liked this game because like when you start your second playthrough, there's an item you can get and there's no immediate use for it other than something Sarubi says at the start and the end of the game. And mm -hmm. it's just like, I could look this up and just find out or I could just play through the game again and actually 100% it, get all the items, get all the uh, mm -hmm. extra doodads. So that's what I'm doing now is I'm playing through to see like what that item does when I finish the game or if there's something that happens beforehand. And I'm going to get like, and I'm going to 100% and get all the stuff. So nice. Yeah. The, I think the deal is that the, all of the stuff that you need to beat the game is on the map. Yep. The stuff that is. So the completely optional is to, that's just for bragging rights or for some other power up I don't know yeah. about is not mapped. So yeah. it's like, okay, if you want to explore closely and not checklist through the rest of the game, mm -hmm. this is this yeah, is like, the uh, stuff for you. And I, I, think the, I wasn't ready for it. I, I wasn't ready the, to comb through everything. I think the four secret items and the mega transships mm -hmm. are the only thing that are not on the map. But like the 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 uh, the creatures that you collect, like those are. Oh yeah, I was thinking of the um, the resolution to that was so funny. <laughs> yes, I really liked it. I love that it's um, nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it actually is something because you can go there and I think you can like heal up there or something. Yeah, yeah. like they like they, they it seems like it's just nothing, and then it's a little bit of something. Yeah, but they, like, they kind of like like you're so used to playing games like this and getting a big payoff when you do something like that, and like mm -hmm. even like even Sarubi's reaction to it is just kind of like yeah okay. <laughs> that's her reaction to like everything though like mm -hmm. yeah you're right i think the i think the writing is funny i liked it a lot yeah like her reactions to things are either yeah okay or can i destroy it yeah she's a fun character <laughs> she is fun i i like the i like the vibe throughout and i like the writing yeah um the 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 end game is so fucking good. Oh my god, I, I'm not spoiling anything about the last area or the mm -hmm. climax. They're so fucking good. Like I just, it's I, so I, I, I as soon as I got to the last area and the thing that happens happens, man, I, I just lit the fuck up. A big old Crap. smile across my face, like ah, oh, this is gonna be so stupidly good. <laughs> Poor Taylor in the chat. I like Fairy, but I never finished the final boss. Like oh. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to specifically put you on you the last. Look, don't they to be clear, you, don't they let you t put it to easy and make it like baby mode? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that if you I die, never, I like it asks you. I never had to find out. I'm pretty sure if you die, it stops and asks you, like, "Hey, do you want to just turn it on easy? Then the pattern won't be so hard, and you won't take as much damage." I don't know if Taylor and I. I played the phone game. I don't know if. Um, oh, okay, okay. Oh my God, Zangu also liked Farron but did not finish the final boss. Wow, this is sounding. This is sounding. Play some schmops. They're really good. Yeah, like I like I got to the end of Farron pretty handle. Like, like I got the end, and I I kind of beat that final boss pretty handily. Like it's not a difficult. I'm sorry, I don't mean that in a judgy way. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. Good, We're not trying to. I mean, we are laughing at you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get it twisted. We are telling you get good. Yes. To be clear, but not in like a mean way. No, 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 no. In the friendly way. I remember a while ago someone bitching about Undertale. Not anyone we know. Just a Twitter thing I saw is like, Undertale is bad because to imply that to save everyone you have to be good at shmups. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not, it's, you can just not play a game. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. God. Except, except everybody should like shmup sections in all games. <laughs> yep. Because um, if your platformer doesn't have a shmup section, what the fuck? 
Oh, this, is, this is where Polly jumps in and says, "Except Gunstar Heroes." Except Gunstar Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that 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 shmup section is terrible. <laughs> but, okay, but Dynamite Heady, like they can do it right. Yeah, they can. But yeah, <gasps> man. But yeah, Transaruby, like, but I, like like I said, I'm already in the midst of a second playthrough. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this game kind of like, oh yeah, that that's a uh, that's going to be of note, probably, isn't it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and the big thing that it has over Faerun is just that it has like just just snappy, fun sword fighting. It just feels nice. Yeah, I like think it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy throughout. Like I don't think it ever gets that demanding. It's not mechanically but... dense. It's not mechanically mm-hmm. difficult. Like the boss fights are fun. Uh, they're not like nothing in this game is gonna. I, you're you're going to rarely <laughs> die from getting your health taken away. Okay, it's pretty... it's not Metroid Dread combat. Yeah, it's not no. Metroid Dread, uh, but. <laughs> But this game is, it's more challenging in like, hey, look at your environment. Like, like what can you do in your environment? Like, what what is it telling you and where, mm-hmm. they, about where you need to go right now? And I think that, that, yeah. was, that was really okay. fun. It's something that I got, like, because, like, you you collect, you have to collect transships in, in packs of 50 to unlock the gates, right? And there's always mm-hmm. exactly only 50 to get. So I was worried that I was going to hit those situations where, like, there's one left and I don't know how to get it. Like and mm-hmm. I never ran into that once. Yeah, same. And that's like something I, that's because that's, that's something I ran into with uh for the frog the bell tolls, where mm-hmm. I I missed a power upgrade at some point I don't know where and I could not progress at all and mm-hmm. that just kind of made the, the me frog mad. the bell tolls one was brutal because that game is just like you collect combat power-ups throughout the game and it's purely like lock and key collect this yeah. number of power-ups in order to beat the bosses and yeah. then progress. And you just you just got to a certain point where you missed one, and then you were stuck, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I was worried that like that's what was going to happen with Transships in uh, Transaruby, mm-hmm. but they actually do a really good job of leading you around uh, rather than uh, being an obstacle. Um, so yeah, like I was really happy that that wasn't a case where it, at any point where I was like, I need one Transship and I don't know where it's at because they're all marked on your map. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah but i was just always worried about like well i don't know how to get into that square that they want me to get into but i never ran into that at all like if if you know how to use everything at your disposal and you know how to keep your eyes peeled and and just study the environment a little you'll you'll find what you need it's just absolutely well i i did run into that for a full hour and i had to turn the game (laughs) off and then start it back up the next day and then spent another 20 minutes searching and then i found the extremely obvious path forward oh no (laughs) Oh, it was right near you, where I was knew it was going to be. You think that that's going to be the thing that happens to me? <laughs> well, I was just like, I've had that like again. I I'm okay with that. And Skip Skipmore is like the one dev that does that, and I just don't get mad because like I do it, and then I progress in the game instead of I do it, and I get a fucking piece of heart. Yeah, yeah, you still like. Even when or you're even when, even when you're rewarded with just progress through the game, that is way more than just a fucking heart piece. Yeah, I, there's just there's just very little bullshit. Yeah, it's just it's just that, and when it's just that, it's a lot easier for me to digest than when yeah. it's that cut with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, I think that that's why I was able to to, to remain patient with the game despite mm-hmm. the fact that like. This is stuff that should probably grind on my nerves a little bit, but I just like no, like I was just delighted with this game start yeah. to finish. Skipmore is like the one people that can do Zelda in a way that I'm not mad. Don't get mad I at like right that. Now. Yeah, just get just Nintendo. Give Skipmore Zelda. Let's see what they can do. 
is that a socks cast, everybody? I think I think that we do have ourselves a socks cast in the can. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and listening. Thank you for downloading all that good, fun stuff. We appreciate it. We're we're looking forward to entertaining you for another three hundred and sixty-five. I think. Excellent. However, Which episode number was this again? One forty-nine. Holy Ooh. fuck! Because one forty-eight hundred of the year. Right. Yeah. yeah 100 eps since the first time we got real horny on here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. With a VN. With, With a, a VN. VN. Appropriately enough. Appropriately enough. The first time John got horny on the podcast. <laughs> and it was very noticeable. You could hear that quiver in his voice. Mm-hmm. We've come so Easy far. Easy to get Yondar. Easy to get. Lots of wrecks for y- y- Yondari boys, but. Not, not, the not enough of yandere girls. Like, what's going on here? I'm gonna have oh, to. Wow. I'm gonna have to do something to 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 stir up the more yandere yori uh, population. Oh, I'm, so I'm gonna have to it. do something about that. I'm so here for it. Yeah, yeah. John Thayer, where can the folks at home find you? Faraway_times_itch_io and Rhett's where can the internet folks at home find you? Uh, highdive.com slash TV slash review dash starlight. <laughs> well, I was, I, yeah. Watch Review not... Starlight and then pirate the movie. Fuck it. And then watch Sempho Gear. And then watch Sempho And Gear. then watch Sempho Gear. But yeah. right now, but the right new now, this rock, very moment. You need to talk about this. Yeah. Can I tell you one stupid story? I don't Go see for why not. I went, I went to bed last night. And I just took my phone out and I googled like review Starlight movie, or I no I Twitter searched Rever, yeah. review Starlight. Oh, movie. that's when I'm deep in it. When I'm and doing just, that, I'm so and just in it. read impressions for a solid half an hour. What? Just every just seeing twenty year old girls glowing over this movie. Aww. It's super gay. <laughs> Aww. I think there's definitely a a noticeable age gap in the fandom here, where it's like if you are twenty and female. Here you go. I, I said to John, Review Starlight is Zoomer Utena. Zoomer yes. Utena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Excellent. And uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I get up to various shenanigans. I stream a lot. I have a, I have a race in Bad Dudes coming up this Friday. Uh, I'm going to be calling. I'm going I'm to be commentating a Contra Hardcore run. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be... I've never commentated before. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. It's going to be a total... It's a good thing that I know that game very well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. that That's where you can find me. So, from all of us out there and all of you, I want you to remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs>